good and evil. Sometimes the difference between the two is a sharp line. Sometimes it's a blur. Sometimes we have to do things outside of the law. And my pants are off. Yeah. What is going on? <laughs> Dude, I would totally be like a free-range flamingo master. Broadcasting live from the internet, it's Tuesday night, and this is the Panels on Pages.com podcast. With your host, Lee Rodriguez. Ooh, look, I switched the head around. Eat a dick. Jason Nye. Does Nick Fury look like a bitch? Then why are you trying to fuck him, Brad? And Jose Guzman. Don't tickle me. You <laughs> won't like me if you tickle me. I'm going to blank you so blank down there, I'm just going to leave a mess when I'm yeah. done. <laughs> Check it out. Pee-pee in my mouth. So strap in and shut up. We've got a show to do. The size of that robot. Mother God damn. Fuck, man. Today <laughs> is April 15th, 2014. Uh, 2014. Watching Daredevil, so that we can bring you episode 98 of the panels on Patreon.com podcast. Hey, I I time travel. That's my gimmick. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait for Daredevil to come out next year. Let's see. What kind of fucker? Let's see. 14. <laughs> Shit. You you had 14 on the brain because you want to buy 14 of these fucking robots. Apparently so. Mugen mine. Yeah. Man, just before the show, Kerouac ruined my life uh, by sending me a text message. All it said was Mugenbein. What the fuck is that? I Googled it, and my brain exploded. It's a series of uh, Japanese robots that Bandai produces. Each one you know, does some shit on its own. You know, It's cute. But each one combines with every other one, and it's fucking insane. Like, just limitless possibilities. It's absolutely ridiculous. They, they look like... The floats that Transformers would make for a Japanese New Year. <laughs> Just everything hyper involved. So yeah, Google uh, Mugenbein, kids. It's fucking crazy town. Guess how to spell Mugenbein? Yeah, and Google it. <laughs> it's like is only thirty dollars. I want it. <laughs> I know, right? No. <laughs> But you can't have. But <laughs> Mugenbein are the Pringles of uh, of action figures. You can't have just one. <laughs> Or was that I think chips? Mugenbein are the fucking tribbles of action figures. Uh, well, for me, action figures are the tribbles of action figures. Then bitches just multiply, I swear. This one point. that Kerouac just posted in the chat, it looks like a Christmas tree where you <laughs> bought way too many ornaments. <laughs> and you can't even see tree anymore. <laughs> that is accurate. That is, that is very accurate. I am your host, the Lord Reverend Lee Rodriguez. Joining me on the line tonight, we got Mr. Jason Nye. Who the fuck is Jason? <laughs> Jose Guzman. Horseshoes. <laughs> Kelly Harris. Ate a pound of applesauce for breakfast. Oh, I had a pound of refried beans for dinner. So, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. Party time. And uh, joining us uh, once again, Mr. Jason Kerouac. What's happening, sir? Timber. <laughs> okay. So we uh, we had lots to talk about, um, lot, lots to talk about. But I want to get this shit as quick as we can because I got Daredevil to watch, kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but man, we, uh, we we did not have a show last week. 
Um, I had some stuff going on uh, with the job thing that was taking me some 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 personal time to get get that uh, done, and it paid off because I got the fucking gig, which is cool. Woo-hoo! Very Woo-hoo! exciting. Um, and so my 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 lovely wife then says to me on a Friday, she says, "Hey, you know, uh, you got the job, so let's we need to go out, we need to celebrate." I've got us a babysitter, and we're going to go out. We're going to go out, and we got a few hours. We're going to do something nice. And I'm like, okay. And so she fucking makes me go sit down and wait. What uh, you said okay, but after in your head, you're like, fuck that. There's Daredevil to watch. Oh, yeah, yeah, because this happened on Daredevil Day on Friday, yeah. okay? I was <clears throat> hate fucking life all day long on Friday because I was at work and not at home watching Daredevil. Made worse by the text he was getting from his asshole friend telling him how awesome Daredevil was. Right. Yeah, yeah, everybody. Everybody. This asshole and other assholes not present going off about how good Daredevil is. And then uh, I get home. Nicole's not there. She's out running errands and shit. And she's like, don't start without me. I'm like, fucking fine. <laughs> and she shows up. It's like, we're going out. I'm like, okay. That's cool and all. But it is Daredevil Day. The fuck. So it, it was. It was a bittersweet moment. I was like, well, look, we can fucking celebrate tomorrow. I don't give a shit. It's Daredevil Day. But she was doing good. So we're, we're gonna go. We're gonna do the thing. It's fine. It's great. She insists upon. It's a big surprise. She insists upon blindfolding me while in my own fucking house and walking me out even to the car blindfolded. <laughs> which let me tell you, you think you're familiar with your house. You don't feel that way when you're blindfolded and can't see shit. Like it just. <laughs> it, it levels the playing field. In a horrible way, thematically appropriate for Daredevil Day. Yeah, as a gift, she got you the the Daredevil experience. She just she was just shouting in my ear and shoved me around in the dark. <laughs> I like I like to imagine that in Lee's mind, the ocean may suddenly be outside. Like I like to picture right. you just going through all of the things that you might not be seeing right now. What if what if the ocean is here? One of my greatest fears. It's just falling over shit. Like, I like falling down <laughs> is the worst. Like, I hate fucking falling. Well, to be honest, uh, well, yeah. There's no honor in falling, okay? So I, just, I don't like being put in a position where that could happen. I say, can you at least tell me if we're going to fucking local? And she says, we're not going local. It's going to be a long drive. I say, motherfucker. Okay, whatever. But inside, Blade's doing good. It's exciting, but goddamn it, it's Daredevil Day. <laughs> we'll leave the house. Seven minutes later, she stops the car, tells me to get out, walk inside. <laughs> Seven minutes. I am minutes. completely, because, you know, you do that thing where in your head you're kind of mapping the turns. <laughs> it's like, okay, trying, right, to fig- right. trying to figure out where the fuck it is we're going. Yeah, just in case you get <laughs> dropped off, blindfolded, and have to make your way back. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> I learned this from Batman. Abandoned yeah, at Shroot Farms. To the left. <laughs> now, as it turns out, I was right. I had mapped the turns correctly, as it turns out. But when we, it's not, it didn't make any sense. I'm like, well, if I map this right, where we're at doesn't make any fucking sense. And turns out she had rented out a room uh, on the square here, um, put together with the help of my mom and all my friends, a, a surprise 30th birthday party. And all these motherfuckers came up to visit me, um, and we had a delightful weekend. Mahoney was there. The Nizes were there. Uh, Kerouac was there with his new lady friend. We got to meet uh, Jose's lady friend for the first time, and she fuck both of them fit right in like they've been there for years. Fucking Where were uh, you, Kelly? Jeez, what's that? Where was Kelly? Jeez, where the fuck <laughs> yeah. were you, Kelly? What's up? I don't know. I wasn't invited. <laughs> Get Kelly off the phone. Call Mahoney. Oh. <laughs> Mahoney's busy. Kelly, you're Mahoney tonight. Okay, I'm Mahoney. <laughs> you're in math. 
I need you to raise your dick quotient by at least 10%. 15. Shut up, Carraway. <laughs> uh, but it was wonderful. All our friends were there. Um, it was a karaoke jam, jam fest night. Awesome performances. My brother. It was a costume party. My brother showed up dressed like fucking Quail Man <laughs> from Doug. Uh, probably the best costume of the night by far. Um, Mom, uh, motherfucker! Me- I won best costume. Yeah. That's, that's true. That's true. Not as it went best cop. He was rocking his bebop. It was a sweet ass costume. That's true. That's Are true. you saying that those awards weren't correct? Well, you know, no, no it was good. It was a good time. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, we we had a fucking ball, man. Um, mom made me a sweet ass Modoc costume. Oh my god, uh, too fucking funny. Um, limits the peripheral vision pretty significantly. Uh, <laughs> I can't see I can't shit. Imagine. Where did it? But uh, it it damn near makes your head look tiny, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it was it was great. I had no idea whatsoever. I feel, we, I we feel like that Modoc costume is for when Lee gets stitches so he won't lick them. Yeah, that works too. At one it point, it is very code of shame. At one point, we wanted to put it around Jack's like it was a playpen. Yeah, just sit him in it like a bumbo. I can see it. It worked. It would be a good uh, BCD, a good baby containment device for sure. <laughs> uh, but and then, and then it was in fact Daredevil Day, of course. So we we went back and we watched uh, a couple Daredevils on uh, Saturday because we got uh, we were the plan was we're gonna home we're gonna go, we're gonna at least watch the pilot when we get home. No, because no, it was late, <laughs> but it was super fucking tired. The yeah. last Daredevil Day uh, was, in fact, Saturday. So we, we, we uh, powered through. We watched about six of them. And, man, I cannot think of a better way to have experienced that for the first time out. Because it was, it was awesome. We had a fucking blast. Yeah, it was, it was great to share that experience with like-minded folks. What nobody fucking... took into account when we planned on watching 13 episodes of Daredevil in one day was, one... That we are celebrating your 30th birthday, and we're all, we're all older than you. And two, you have a baby. Oh, no, we considered it. That's why I planned a babysitter that flaked on us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but even at that, even at that, I don't know that our aged constitutions actually could have handled it. Oh, no, I, I think I said Sunday, as we were kind of packing out, I was like, yeah, you know what? We didn't get through all of it, but I think we watched the perfect amount. Because 13 hours of yeah. anything in a day is a lot. Yes. Yes. Our brains would have fucking melted. Um, but yeah, like, you know, we, we got ready to fucking chill out. Like, you know, we're all there. We got, we got 12 people in the house. Fucking Zoe's even coming up. We're going to watch us some Daredevil. And then, you know, Jax is being kind of difficult. So it's like, you know, would you mind go hanging out and watching your brother? Because, you know, I've also, I've heard that, you know, it's, it could be a little rough. Might be a little too intense for you. It may not be tonally appropriate say like the flash is oh no it is not <laughs> no, it is no, not. no 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 she begr- she's like man she got she kind of pouted and walked away and then you know what when four minutes into the pilot when daredevil just straight right. up snaps his fucker's leg <laughs> yeah <laughs> bone pop out <laughs> we all go, oh yeah no this is this is not all right just, before we go into uh human trafficking and all this horrible shit oh like, yeah, my this god Dark, dark shit. Sharon getting choked. Dude, fucking headbutting a spike. There was, there was, there was ten grown ass adults in that room, 
Daredevil snaps that guy's leg, and every single one of us just, oh! Yeah. yeah. Little did we, that would be the first of many O's that night, because oh, shit, shit. nuts. Uh, we're going to be talking spoilers on Daredevil up until at least uh, uh, episode eight. I finished episode eight today. Well, that's where I'm at. Kerouac well, hasn't watched any since okay. Tennessee. Yeah. So. yeah. All right. So we're going to spoil up until at least episode six. Yeah. We won't We won't spoil anything for you, Lee, but me, Kelly, and Jose are all caught up. It's just, man, like, it's, it's so fucking good, you guys. Like, I mean, by now I'm sure everybody listening has watched at least some of it. It's just, it's, it's amazing how well put together it is, man. It looks great. It's got a, I don't know, I like the way it's a little bit, it almost looks like it was shot on film. It's got a little bit of grain to it. Like, oh, it definitely has a grain to it, yeah. They go, yeah, they go, they go handheld like plenty. It's like, uh, like, the, like fucking The Wire with Daredevil in it. Yeah. So damn good. It's, you know, I was, I was discussing this with Tyree today. I do not understand how, from a studio money-making perspective, it can possibly be a f- more financially viable option to make 13 hours of Daredevil for Netflix than it is to make two and a half hours of the Avengers. I get that you don't have the big effects pieces. I get that there's that. And I get that Charlie Cox is not pulling in some Chris Hemsworth money. I get that there's that. But is that really like what offsets? This looks like a movie. This looks like four movies back to back to back to back. Yeah. They they said that the 13 episodes of Daredevil cost less than a single Marvel Studios movie. Yeah, well, the uh, yeah the well, uh, the budget on Origins of the New Black is like a million and a half per episode. Not, you know, it could be more or less on Daredevil. I mean, they do a lot of uh, location shots, you know, a lot of exteriors. I'm sure it's a little more expensive than that. But uh, man, it just Juggalo John in the chat does correct me. Charlie Cox is not pulling in Chris Hemsworth money yet. Yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, because that guy's that man a star man. <laughs> The, the the cast is perfect. Uh, <laughs> at one point early on, Kerouac made the foolhardy observation that you know I don't know why everyone thinks that this girl playing Karen Page is so beautiful. Yes, uh, he he wasn't even asked about it. He <laughs> offered up that opinion willingly. <laughs> no, it's because it's the like fourth time in the show that somebody insists on saying how fucking beautiful this girl is, and I'm like, you need to stop saying that because. That's where my suspension of disbelief has gone right out the window. Guy with super senses, guy with super senses, I'll believe it. This girl is super beautiful. No, I'm sorry, you're full of shit. Uh, A straw poll of ten random adults cross-sectioned both genders of the species (laughs) revealed ninety percent would bang. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, By science, we determined Kerouac was the worst. (laughs) 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 But so many awesome little uh, Easter eggs and bits. Like you know, like uh, I was three for three for a minute. I'm like, I want to hope that guy's fucking Turk. That guy's gonna be that. She's gonna be Vanessa. I'll bet Potter's Melvin Potter. Fucking you know, it's I. You guys, you and Kerouac and Mahoney were on the ball with all those things, like. I obviously don't know Daredevil as well as you guys, and you kept pointing out the little Easter eggs and the characters and stuff like that, that which made it a richer experience. And that's the the point is like you know as we're on the ball, we yeah we're on the ball, great, fine, but like that means that they were on it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like 
the, the, the guys making it knew what the fuck they were doing, and it's it's here's the thing. It wasn't Gotham, and it wasn't Agents of Shield. It wasn't. Here's this Daredevil character. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. You know, or it wasn't, you know, some guy walks by and someone else says, man, he sure does have razors for fists. Right. Aw, wink. Like, yeah, it's not cute. It's just really good. Like, it's got moments where it makes you laugh because there's some good dialogue. But, like, it's just, it's earnest and it's sincere. But, like, it is kind of fun. And the choreography is fucking amazing. Yep, like, that uh, that shot where he's taken down the Russian mob and it's all just one tracking. Apparently, it's one oh, tracking shot. Scene. They didn't cut it. Yeah, yeah it's not like we uh, thought. Maybe it was some hit, some hidden edits, but no, no, it's legit. That <laughs> scene take. is amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful because they can just jump in and out of stunt doubles, have them do some crazy fucking flips, hit a guy, get thrown through a door, come back out. Now it's him. He can throw some punches. It's good shit. And it's yeah, but it's still firmly set in the Marvel universe. Uh, Juggalo John, the chat points out the fact that like you know they, the the Kingpin and his men are capitalizing on the you know, wrecked wreckage of New York from the Avengers. Like you know, it's definitely set in that world. You know, fuck, Murdoch and uh, Nelson are capitalizing on it. They got their True. Uh, office yeah. space yeah. for cheap. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's definitely set in that world, but like not shackled by it. It's just this you know awesome little dark corner of it like it's a, i mean i had very very high expectations and it fucking shattered them like i wanted it to be good like I, I couldn't reconcile my brain with a world wherein it wasn't excellent <laughs> <laughs> but i love it so much so much so i'm so hype for the rest of these shows and i'm so beyond upset that we have to wait basically a year for alias <laughs> and i mean we were kind of talking about this at your place but are they going to wait before all the other Defenders shows comes out before they do a Daredevil 2? Because that's going to be God, I hope four not. or five years from now. That's well, the thing. I, it's so long, man. I, I saw the showrunners talking about, you know, hey, you know, where's Bullseye? Where's Elektra? And they said, you know, that stuff that discussions about season two are happening. That's something you might want to bring in for that. So, I mean, they're already talking about season two, but it doesn't make any sense to do it after these other four series, especially if they're going to do them, you know, one every year like they said they were going to do. You know? I think mm -hmm. what makes a lot of sense seeing the success of Daredevil is you do, and again, like I was, tell, I was saying this to Lee, and I get that it's not like a regular television show, so you don't really have an off season. But you do like what Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Peggy Carter did, where you do Alias, and then in her quote-unquote off-season, season two of Daredevil. And you can keep going. Maybe maybe then you do uh, Luke Cage. Maybe you do another Daredevil. I, I think two a year. I think you've got to step it up to that. I think well, you've I mean, got to did, step it up They that. did that with the movies where you know they were coming out with one a year and then they started doing two a year and then fucking nine a year. I was going to say. <laughs> it depends on how, they, how it's all laid out because they had a plan leading up to this Defenders thing, you know. And if the plan is, you know, and Marvel's nothing if not diligent with their planning. So, I mean, it's, it, so they may be, you know, you know, derailed a little bit by the runaway success of Daredevil because it's, you know, it's people are talking about it, like outside of like the nerd community, like it's a big fucking deal. Like yeah, it's getting a lot of critical acclaim. And I, I think excellent. You don't need to do like an alias season two or AKA Jessica Jones, I think is the name. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you can just have that lead right into Luke Cage season one. 
Well, and that's the other thing that I, I kind of threw out talking to the guys over the weekend was you could get away with, I know they're going to do like their Defenders movie, but you could get away with a Marvel Knights TV show mm-hmm. and have it have a rotating cast. Use your established characters to anchor it, but bring in, I, I keep saying, after watching what we've watched, what I've watched of Daredevil, uh, this screams Punisher and this screams Moon Knight. Yeah. Yes. You yes. know, and, and even like started out with just have Mark Spector be a guy that pops up in an episode of uh, Jessica Jones. But do something like Marvel Knights and test your waters with your Moon Knight character there. Or maybe you do 13 episodes of Marvel Knights, but you do like a three episode Moon Knight arc and then a three episode right. Punisher arc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, have it have it kind of weave together, have it make sense in a greater narrative, obviously. Or even, you know, some of it can be completely standalone. I mean Howard the Duck. Yeah, I I was just gonna say, for fuck's sake, do a single Howard the Duck episode. Just cause. Fuck so good. do do machine man. It's so damn good, you guys. Yeah. Give, me, give me a Machine Man episode. So, Lee, Tie you're... to a 2001 A Space Odyssey, too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Lee, you just finished episode eight, so I believe seven was the stick episode. Yeah. The stick episode was great. I really like that. Now, yeah, stick episode, since yeah. you're not caught up, and Kerouac's not caught up, we can't really talk about this season as a whole. Right. So, we'll, we'll probably have to revisit this next week. Uh, we'll and I, next week, and then yeah. uh, we talked about maybe uh, for tonight, but we had some news to talk about. Thought about yeah. maybe watching the pilot and running commentary at some yeah. point in the future. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe we'll do maybe, maybe next week, depending on what happens. Now just we'll, a tease, we'll just a tease yeah. for next week, and and let me put this out there to Jose and Kelly because they've both watched all thirteen episodes. <laughs> I mm-hmm. really enjoyed it, like especially the episodes I got to watch uh, in Tennessee with the guys and the gals, and then me and Mary watched. Two episodes, maybe three episodes last night, and then thinking that I had to be caught up for the show today, I binged three three episodes last night and three episodes this morning. Now, I don't know if it was just a matter of I'm feeling a little sick after the weekend. I got like a little cold thing. I've, I've been on some meds. I was also watching the episodes alone, but the episodes like I'd say eight through 13 are a lot slower and a lot less interesting to me than the first half of the season. Uh, and in fact, it seems like they're they're almost stretching too much to fill out 13 episodes and you kind of hit the same emotional beats a lot and they have the same conversations and you go from conver- you you go from a conversation between two characters to you know a, a 10 minute conversation between two characters where it's just dialogue back and forth. To another conversation between two different characters for ten minutes straight, to the point where it 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 lost me at points where I I was able to kind of you know close my eyes a little bit and not really miss anything. Mm. I, mm. I see. I watched all of it as a thirteen hour long movie. Right. I 
wouldn't agree with that. Like, I wasn't any less interested in the second half than I was in the first. I think there is one episode, like episode nine or so, I just kind of got up and started cleaning things in my room because <laughs> I couldn't sit anymore. <laughs> and so, like, that was really the only time that I had to stop. Like, episode 10 might actually be my favorite of the whole series. And, but well, then again, watched, I'm also... Had, uh... Fisk's backstory and the when it was over Nicole that goes, that's the great. best one I've seen so far. She loved it. Yeah, yeah. that's fucked up. But, yeah, and you also have to take into account I'm, my favorite TV show ever is Mad Men, and that is literally a soap opera where it's just people <laughs> sitting around talking to each other. And, so and Kelly literally kind of loves like. soap operas. I do. <laughs> like Mad Men and General Hospital. That's all I need. What do you, what, what do you think, Jose? There were some moments where some of it seemed a little repetitive. Yeah. But not to the point where I still wasn't entertained. Maybe 12 episodes. Because <laughs> if you can cut out a little bit of the fat, one episode full, solid. But it was still great. But I still am iffy on... Yeah, I, I saw the picture the before. Yeah, before before the uh, the picture spoiled it before we watched the show, and Thanks, I, and Council I Alliance. still wasn't sold. And now it's in the header image on Netflix, right? Yeah, so you can't avoid it anymore. I'm still not sold. It, it's on the, on the I'll say it's the mask. I, in, the mask is the weird part. Better. Yeah, the the mask still weirds me out, but like he said. When he got it, this'll do for now. Right. Yeah. And the image they show you in the credits has a distinct look. Now, I'm hoping that we get closer to that with still looking cool and, and not too comic-y. But it is what it is. You know, it was because, the yeah. first suit. That's... Somebody else made it for him. That he didn't have too many guys. specifications. That credit sequence. <laughs> yeah, that credit sequence. That's the music. thing that throws me off because... That credit sequence is gorgeous, <laughs> and then it ends with that like ninety nine point nine percent comic image of Daredevil, and I thought that's not what he's gonna look like on this show. <laughs> now, when they released the image of the costume, I looked at it because I was like, I know he's gonna end up in the red costume eventually. I don't really care if they show it, but then after watching it, I was I was bummed that I saw it in advance because they they very yeah, much I was too. To, they they had it be a big reveal in the course of the show, so mm -hmm. it sucks. I would have been perfectly fine if he never put on the red costume. Like yeah. I kind of liked what they did. With the yeah, black, the yeah, black the costume. ninja costume was kind of red. Yeah, and like you know, it slowly got more and more. Like you know, at one point, you know, you get a close up. Oh shit, he's wearing armor now on his arms. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he like he keeps piecing it together each night. He fucking goes out. Kumite fists. Oh yeah, that, when he fucking takes the guy down and he starts wrapping his his wrist and fist and, and rope, I'm like, oh my god, guys, he's he's kumite fisting, and sure as shit, he goes and beats the shit out of these Russian guys, straight up roped up kumite hands. It's amazing. I think the best thing about the fights to me is how real they feel. Yeah, because like he'll knock someone down and they'll just pop right back up because it's yeah. not like a super normal superhero thing where someone gets punched and they they're dead forever. Yeah, like yeah. he struggles to win every fight. Yeah, and I love that. Well, and that's like even now. Look, I've never been shot, 
But I've I've always had this problem with <laughs> Are we gonna movies. Test this? Let's test it out. Come on. <laughs> I've, I've always had this problem with movies where somebody will get capped and they're just that bullet just puts them down completely and totally. Somebody gets one shot to the chest, and now maybe sometimes yes. But so many movies, it's like a 100%, not even necessarily kill rate, but man. Do we man. have to have a conversation with Kerouac about what guns are? <laughs> I think we have to shoot Kerouac. So we I think we have to. <laughs> From the side I of things, Kerouac's been shot are, nine times. It's not, it's it's just like Dexter. <laughs> like the second Dexter's needle touches a guy, the guy's just boom, gone. I've been stabbed, and it was fucking terrible. Lee, like, you've been stabbed? In the leg. It was terrible. Like, He's Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, got, I got stabbed in the leg. As a, it was as a his seventh lad. birthday. He would have only been half stabbed, Kerouac. It's true. <laughs> true. true. Jose got the other half. <laughs> <laughs> we have matching scars. Wonder Twin Powers, activate. They, they fucking match their scars up, and it turns into a heart. <laughs> or a dragon. What I also loved. Did they get stabbed by a cookie cutter? As as the episodes went on, he started uh, pinging more things, ricocheting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Indirect hitting somebody, throw it left, ping pongs hits the guy on the right. So fucking good, you guys. I can't wait for the eventual day when he picks up Captain America's shield and uses that in, in something. Yeah. I'm also declaring this right now. Some eventual uh, Defenders thing will be Shadowland. No! I, I really think it's Shadowland. There is a lot of Asian shit going on in that show. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to... On, on top of uh, Daredevil using Captain America's shield, I'd like to throw out that now that Spider-Man will be back into the Marvel Universe, the one thing that I would really love to see is him ride... Thor's hammer. Like I want I want at some point in one of these movies for Thor to throw the hammer and Spider-Man to web onto it and get pulled behind it. <laughs> I think I think that would be a, that as long as it's rad. done right and in the right context, I think that would be badass. It's like I want to see Paul Rudd ride an arrow that Jeremy Renner shoots across the movie screen. <laughs> oh yeah. shit. Oh my god, that could happen. Yeah, that could happen. I, I didn't I was going to bring it up when we were talking about the Marvel Studios news in the news, but uh that new Ant Man trailer is pretty great. It really Holy is. Ball. on that in a moment. Uh, last bit for Daredevil, uh, we did get an email from our buddy Just Wise to uh, popcast at paneltonpage.com. Let's see. He writes in, if you be so kind, where's my, where's my sounder at, Nice. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm vamping and everything. Let me do it again. That's Look at all of it's fan mail. Uh, he writes in with some Daredevil questions. He says, hey there, guys. After spending the weekend binge-watching Daredevil, I have a few questions. I have not really read any Daredevil stories, but this makes me want to read more. I try to keep my questions spoiler-free if you haven't finished the season yet. Uh, one, the Kingpin backstory. Is it accurate to the comics, or was it tweaked? Uh, this is something that Cole just asked me, too. We just finished that episode. And I was having a hard time remembering, because I feel like the last Kingpin origin I read was in the... Uh, Aaron and Dylan Punisher Max series. Yeah, so, it reminded me a lot of that. Yeah, so but it's not necessarily that's not the six one six Kingpin, but there are definitely some parallels to that version a little bit. Uh, 
so yeah, it's hard to say for sure if that's you know 100% accurate because I know that kind of tends to be a little bit fluid. Um, but there are beats of that from the Max story for sure. <clears throat> he then says, uh, what besides the initial costume is drawn from the Man Without Fear arc by Frank Miller? Uh, the costume's a big one. The uh, bit where he, he goes and rescues the kid in episode two, I think, is kind of pulled from that as well. Um, the, the big bit in the Man Without Fear is the, the tra- human trafficking ring on a bigger scale, more than just like the one kid. But, you know, uh, very much that, that's very much from the Man Without Fear. Uh, he writes about he says how badass is the final fight in episode two? Uh, a lot of people compare it to the hallway fight in Old Boy, but I'd compare it to the raid more. I've not seen uh, the raid. Uh, I love the hallway fight in Old Boy, but yeah. you know it's much longer. You know, like this, you know, takes place in like a really narrow, confined space. You know, like in Old Boy, you're watching, you're tracking him, you know, a few, you know, you know twenty yards down this long ass hallway. You know, it's like like a like a fucking side-scrolling video game in that sequence. Whereas this is very, very tight. It feels much more confined. And it's just, I don't know, I love that. It was just so, like, you know, again, there's 10 of us in the room. We're all, like, just perfectly silent on the edge of our fucking seat. Just while, you know, because the music is good, like, good score. Fuck, it's amazing. The other thing I like about that hallway fight scene is it's not your typical movie fight scene where you're making your way like you say, through through the level, through the side scroller, he backtracks a lot in that scene. Yeah, like, and, like, and the, the guys aren't just standing around fighting him one at a time. Right, right. Guys are jumping him. Guys are getting back up. There, there's. It's a very like Kelly said. It's a very real feeling. He's not. He's not overpowering anybody. He's just. He's Jack Murdoch's son. He can take the hits better than most people. So he's going to hit you two times and you're going to go down and you're going to get back up and you're going to hit him a couple times, but he's going to hit you two more times. You're going to go down again. You're going to stumble back up and you're going to hit him once more. And then he's going to hit you two more times. And now you're probably not getting back up. And then he's going to flip kick on top of your best buddy. So fucking rad. What, if any, Easter eggs regarding the other Netflix shows did you notice? And where I'm at, I haven't really seen anything yet kind of foreshadowing the other stuff. You guys? There's one thing, but I can't say it. Okay. Yeah. I've heard rumors and rumblings of a couple different things that I wish I hadn't even heard rumors and rumblings of. Okay. So we'll we'll not spoil that out then. We'll we'll hang on to that until next week. So, Lee, Uh, did you see the uh, Melvin Potter episode? Yes, I did. Made me very happy. And, you know, they kept saying Mr. Potter, Mr. Potter, Mr. Potter in the earlier episodes. So I'm like, okay, I need to find out who this Potter is. The minute he said it, I hoped it was it. I hoped it was him. Right, right. That was one of those that your ears perked up. And then that was the the fucking Minotaur guy from Dexter. It was, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I, I before I even saw the episode, I Googled it. Looked up the character Gladiator and went to the Gladiator Wiki page, and the the pay, the photo they had for Gladiator looked just like fucking Minotaur, dude. It really does. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then, yeah. yeah, just <laughs> really just he was perfect casting. Just looking at the Wiki page, you know, I saw like the Gladiator emblem, and when he comes into his shop, he's got the fucking Gladiator emblem on like his drafting table. Just for a split second, you see it. It's a big old yellow and blue shape. Yeah, while really he's chugging great. YooHoo. 
really awesome. They did, they did a phenomenal job with that one. Uh, lastly, he says, "Where were there any other Daredevil stories that this series took inspiration from?" Um, yeah, there's a lot of Frank Miller stuff there from his run in the seventies. Uh, the stuff with Stick, that's all pulled right out of Frank Miller stuff. Stick is a uh, fucking prick. Real total prick. Yeah, it's a tool. Total prick. Um, a lot of Miller stuff. Uh, tonally, there's a lot of the Bendis stuff in there. Uh, a lot of the relationships. Uh, not necessarily relationship, but just the characterization of Ben Yurich. A lot of that is pulled more Bendis than Miller, I'm going to say, the way that he's characterized there. Um, and again, you know, just some stuff there from uh, Brubaker, too. Um, if you want to know a little more in depth to kind of read a little bit more about it, uh, just why, you should go check out the Daredevil Deliberation, the multi-part series that Kelly and I did. Yeah. Of Ben at panelsonpages.com, where we go and we hit I, all the high, point, high points. I would argue that maybe just because of the nature of the character, maybe just because of the nature of the media, I would say that Foggy has a very Mark Wade feel to him. Like I feel like I feel like Foggy's got very brings in a lot of Wade's kind of lighthearted tone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I then, think- like I say. They're using Foggy sort of as comic relief in a lot of aspects, so that may just be a coincidence. You know, that might not be borrowing from him so much as that's the way that Wade writes and that's the way that they're using the character. Sure, sure. I feel like uh, Foggy d- pulls more from Fulton from the Mighty Ducks, personally. So. <laughs> I, I still say I want that fucking kid to get, like, two inches cut off. I love that he's got the shaggy hair. But it's just, it's bugging me. It's just a little too long. Kerouac says, cut your fucking hair, hippie. <laughs> like, like, like one or two inches, and I'm good with it. Wait just, until you meet Rasta Foggy in the later episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, spoilers, come on. No, really, like, I, I kind of am spoiling stuff. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Anybody else you want to throw out there before we uh, move on to the rest of the mail? I just, just want to—I just want to say that even though I kind of shat on the later episodes, like it, those first few episodes sold me on the series. I—I I still love it, but it—it kind of peaked for me around eight or nine. I I'm think- going to throw out since since there was talk about the Kingpin's origin. I just want to say that outside of the Spider-Man cartoon, uh, my first exposure to the Kingpin ever was in late 90s X-Men comics when Carlos Pacheco was the artist and I think even Salvador LaRocca was in there and Kingpin was in Japan. Like, Hashtag I never like Japan shit. what the <laughs> fuck was going on there. I never like knew shit. what was happening. Thank you guys again for making the trip down. It was... Uh, it was a very, very special weekend. It meant a lot to me. It was, it was, we had a fucking rad time. It was cool to be a part of it. Uh, and I hope no one I love ever plans a surprise party for me ever in my life. Oh, that is just a, that is a lot to do. And he hopes for their sake, not for his. He hopes for their sake. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm going to die of a heart attack. I'm just saying a lot of work and a lot of stress <laughs> went into that. Dark. Yeah, no I, kidding. I was a lot of moving pieces. I was stressed because, you know, you know, we kept hitting traffic on the way there. And if. If we got stopped in traffic for an hour, we might have missed the surprise completely. It was it was fantastic. We had, we had a fucking wonderful time. Thank it was a, it was a good time was had by all. Uh, one of my favorite bits, uh, real quick. My mom put in a karaoke song for Luke and Don. Now, uh, 
<laughs> and because they did it last time, uh, we had a karaoke party at the house, and it should have been amazing. But it just he didn't he like didn't know the words and shit was weird. And I was sitting with Mahoney and uh, Nice and Jose at the time, and they're looking around. I'm like, yeah, last time it was weird. You crushed this. It was very strange. But like, but last time he was also like super hammered. So maybe that has something to do with it. Cut to an hour later, the fucking same song hits. He's had a few more beers and he fucking wrecks it. Look <laughs> <laughs> the fucking roof off. As he told you, it wasn't drunk enough. <laughs> that booze strength. I don't think it was, it was the same song. I think yeah, it different was, Britney Spears song. It was Oops, same. I Did It Again and then Baby One More Time. See, in my head, which, they're the same fucking song. Which, yeah, yeah, I mean, they're basically close. the same song. In, in my head, they're the exact same song. I, I can't. According to Dawn, both feature a musical interlude about the Titanic. Why so. not? Do you know what the musical interlude is about? I sure as hell don't. I know. Could be the Titanic for all I know. Uh, but yeah, fucking uh, great time. Let's, uh, let's, let's see what else we got in the, the old, uh, old mail bag. Let's see here. You got more uh, emails or you want voicemails? Uh, let's, do, let's do a voicemail first. Oh, right. shit. Voicemail. From Sia. Our good buddy Gavin called us. 616 pop These are our first emails of 2015. How sad is Or voicemails of 2015. Get on the fucking ball, How terrible people. is that? But they're coming from Gavin, so we waited for quality. When the God King himself, Xerxes, showed up to the 300 Spartan warriors, their most brave warriors showed up at the front lines to confront him. And Big Jim, time-traveling dad, said to him, <laughs> Now, Xerxes, I know my boys have caused a little bit of trouble. What the hell? <laughs> when the God what? It the cut fuck? off early. What a real man can do. Oh. Now, you just turn around him. Now, Xerxes, I know my boys have caused a little bit of trouble here with your boys. And believe me, the 300 little boys are getting five across the ass. Now, you just turn around and take your guys back down the cul-de-sac while I take care of these. Now, I want to come down there and show you what a real man can do. Your fancy little car and all your little elephants and whatnot. I got a nice little Dodge Hound. That's all I need. Now, ain't going to be no problem here. You just take your ass on down the road. <laughs> and then another voicemail from Gavin. Big Jim, time traveling dad, kickstarted the Boston Tea Party, proclaiming, "You boys <laughs> only eating caffeine at eight thirty on a school night. You boys only eating caffeine at eight thirty on a school night for God's sake." <laughs> Google Translate translated it to "I forgot states." See, for God's sakes, <laughs> I love. Gavin's t- a big Jim time traveling dad tweets. <laughs> yeah, no, that 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 screams. I don't, I don't know, man. There needs to be another big Jim time traveling dad does need another medium of some kind. <laughs> I feel like some sort of shorts on a like liquid television esque TV show. Yeah, we need to find a way to incorporate big Jim time traveling dad, and there needs to be some kind of a recurring video bit with uh, Modoc at some point as well. Absolutely. <laughs> This fucker's just begging to be made into something. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, let's see. Here. We got another one. We'll, we'll save that one for a minute. We got uh, our good buddy Chad writes in, gives us a couple of uh, mini throwback reviews. He writes in. He says, see here, episode 42, mini throwback review. After terrible, wow, okay. After a terrible war between the forces of Lego and Pokemon, Captain Goat of the Starship Good Burger teams up with the Mecha Godzilla to take down the Bad Dragon, which is secretly controlled by Gavin. While the war between Pokemon and Lego, the end. Shit. 
He didn't finish the sentence. I have no what? idea what the fuck he's talking about. So he does just write down things he hears in the show and then kind of weaves it into sentences. <laughs> Maybe? It's almost like a haiku. <laughs> I'll count the syllables. I said kind of like, Dick. Not exactly like. Well, no, I, was, I, was, I wasn't keeping track. I was asking if it was, because maybe it, it maybe it has been syllables. We Shit, don't know. maybe it has been. This one is definitely not. This is the, okay. the episode 43 mini throwback review. It says, Christopher Walken impersonates Batman while hissing in defense of his love for GoBots. <laughs> P.S. I guess my goal and mission for these mini reviews is to get people to go back and listen to the archives in a manner that the normal episode descriptions does not do. Congratulations. <laughs> success there. So if I get one person to go back and listen to the archives, then hooray, mission accomplished. Uh, between work and school, I should be able to do one to three of these a week. Sincerely, the Chad. Uh, PPS, if it's a slow news week, I've got a versus. Ooh, okay. Uh, the Avengers from the movies or the Avengers from the comic books? Well, there's a billion Avengers in the comic books. So yeah, exactly. The they have the, the numbers game alone makes it they have a win, for sure. Yeah. Just match Everybody up. from the movie is there. Plus, everybody from the rest of the Marvel Universe. Or do we just match up the movie Avengers with their comic book counterparts, and then, really, it's the same characters against the same characters, essentially. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any notable difference there. I think maybe, maybe Thor in the comics, I would say, is... More powerful? Comes off as a bit more powerful, Yeah. <laughs> And even then, like I feel like if it is the same, if you're going character for character, movies versus comics, I still give the edge to the comics because they've got their shit more together. Yeah, they have more time yeah. and more more time in as a cohesive unit. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if we're going with the characters as they are now, Steve Rogers is an old man, and Thor isn't worthy. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's a very good point. In that case, I would give it to. Uh, I'd, I'd give it to the movie ones because old man uh, Steve Rogers. And Iron Man's and, a dick. Iron Man's a useless dick, and fucking Thor is wearing hobo pants. Yeah, Thor's not even Thor. Yeah. Well, now, yeah. Now wait, is it yeah. is it is it unworthy Thor or is it Chick Thor? And if is we're going, it if we're Steve Rogers in the movie, or is unworthy? it Odin's son? It's not Chick Thor, Kerouac. It's empowered woman Thor. It's just <laughs> Thor. Yeah, it's just Thor. It's just it's Thor. crouching with ass up in the air, Thor. Don't don't More take away later. her agenda, Kerouac. No, not agenda, agency. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, if we're going kind of historical, I would go with uh, the comic books. But yeah, if we're going right now, like for this moment, yeah. Yeah, movie wins. Yeah, movie wins. I think so. That's, that's a good one, Chad. Right on. Uh, lastly. Uh, in emails at least, our friend Bobby writes in. He says, Hey, Popcasters going. Hey, Popcasters, I'm sorry. How's it going? Well, I hope. I'm sure at this point, Lee has burned out his retinas watching Netflix The Daredevil. A little bit. So maybe he's much more like his hero than he ever thought. He's blind. He knows karate. He has head with its own gravitational pull. Wait, was that a power that Fear Itself Daredevil had or no? I don't know, honestly. I think Fear Itself took place on my original Marvel boycott. You were thinking Shadowland. Yeah, Daredevil wasn't in fear itself. That would have made too much sense because of the right? name. He was yeah. being fucking Rutger <laughs> Hauer wandering the desert during that time. Uh, all kidding aside, I've been meaning to write this email for some time, mostly for the benefit of Nyes. Uh-oh. Get ready, Nyes. So. Look, Nyes. Look, Nyes. 
Look. Up in space, the northest of north, we only receive Canadian televisual signals. I hate Canada for many reasons. I maintain that Canada was a myth perpetrated by the liberal media and people like H.P. Lovecraft up until the 1960s and was then ripped asunder from some terrible alternate dimension by the multiple utterances of Canada by the secretive northern Illuminati. But that's beside the point. You guys have been wondering what Trailer Park Boys is for some time. Allow me to elaborate. It's a TV show. It takes place in a trailer park. One of them is Blind Superhero Who Beats... No, 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 no. I'm getting my notes mixed up. It's... Have you guys ever played Grand Theft Auto? It's like equal parts Grand Theft Auto and Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Also, it stars the mom from Labyrinth. I'd recommend it tonight if you're still curious. Watch a few episodes from the first season. See if you like it. No, That's I've, all for now. Have a good show. Sincerely, Bobby. I've watched a few episodes. Okay, That's taking that... Okay, even if you hadn't, he made as if he was going to explain Trailer Park Boys to you and then did not. <laughs> for a second, I thought he was going to say, it takes place in a trailer park. And there are boys. And there are boys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he said it was Grand Theft Auto meets Ed, Ed, and Eddie, and I, I, I don't know. See, that sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> <clears throat> like, if that were true, that'd be amazing. I'm not saying... When I ask about Trailer Park Boys, when I'm like, what's the deal with Trailer Park Boys? It's not that I don't know what it's about or what it is. It's why do people like it so much? Why is it such a cult like, thing? Yeah, there's like... I mean, there's... A shitload of different series. Like they have a movie on there too. I saw. Yeah. Like they have like a couple different features. Yeah. Like when I watched it, it it looks like shit. It looks like <laughs> the cameraman, the cameraman from Cops, went out to just follow <laughs> a bunch of scumbags, just hoping that they'd get arrested <laughs> eventually. I mean, is that supposed? Is that like? Is that the hook? Is it supposed to look like that? You think? I don't know if it's supposed to look like shit, but maybe I was watching earlier stuff that looked worse. That just reminded me of the episode of Parks and Rec where they're at the little party they're throwing for the policemen, and all of the policemen are describing the fight between Ron and uh, Tammy. There was there was an altercation. What we had here was an altercation. Real piece of work. Oh, they were. It was it was a real piece of work. <laughs> Just the the typical lines from cops, while the cameraman is out chasing the trailer. Maybe park. because all the uh, good Canadian film crews are working on American shows, all they have left is the garbage crews. Maybe, maybe. Uh, we got another voicemail. Nice. I don't believe so, or unless no, I missed it. Uh, well, there were three, but the first one was nothing. It, oh, okay. It was well, just a mistake. It was if another you want to email one. us, you can send it to popcast at panelsonpages.com or leave us a voicemail by calling 616-951-1-POP and we'll play them shits on the air. Uh, anybody else got anything they want to throw out before we go to break? I highly recommend Daredevil despite my misgivings of the last few episodes. It, and like I said, you, you freely admit that that could be your mindset much more or as much as the, the show Yeah, itself. and it could have been. Mm -hmm. I, I just binged it too much. Like if I had given some space in between episodes... It might have made me consider the episodes more. Daredevil is my favorite 13-hour-long movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is actually legitimately my favorite Marvel thing so far. It's like watching yeah. old-school Steven Seagal movies. It's just bone crazy. I love... Yeah, after about the third or fourth time, he just straight-up breaks a fucking dude's arm. We're like, it's like a Steven Seagal movie. You could see the fucking marrow. <laughs> you could see the marrow in his arm. 
Yeah. Uh, 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 I think it was Jose who said, this is like a fucking Steven Seagal movie. And Nicole pipes up. She goes, you're right, it is. Like, yeah. Nicole My has fucking knowledge of Steven Seagal Steven movies. Seagal movies. <laughs> That's great. I, um, I, I, I would agree with Kelly that at one point I just said it. I'm like, I think this is my favorite part of the MCU right now. And that boggles my mind in some ways. Like, I mean, I like Daredevil, but I've never liked Daredevil that much. But then at the same time, like, this is exactly the quality of show I wanted Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to be. Obviously, you know, different things, different tone, whatever. But this is the quality that I wanted from Agents right, of right, S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. Mm-hmm. And that kind of that kind of foundation building for the Marvel Cinematic Universe that you can get with this long-form storytelling that ultimately, I guess, I feel like nothing that happens in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., obviously some of the bigger plot beats have to, but I don't feel like any of the characters that get introduced in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are ever going to matter anywhere else. Nope. Whereas... The stuff that's going on, like, I could totally see Kingpin somehow factoring into one of the other Marvel movies. Maybe Spider-Man down the line, who knows? Yeah. yeah. He has to. Yeah. He's the first great supervillain in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think. Yeah. Well, he's the first one that they've actually given, and I haven't even gotten into the backstory episode, but he's the first one that they've actually given motivation to. And he's, he's the first one who isn't just there being like, I want your shit. The yeah, first he's one a, he's a human that you character. Think really might have a chance to win. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say Kingpin is in a different show. He's the hero. He's the Walter White in another show. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's the much. fucking Tony like, Soprano. Because, yeah. Because he and Daredevil, they essentially want the same thing, but they're going about it in the completely opposite ways, so they're forced to fight because of that. It's a really interesting so character good. dynamic between the two. So interesting. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's exactly, I mean, look at literally every other Marvel movie. Uh, Stain just wanted what Tony had. Hammer just wanted what Tony had. Uh, Whiplash just wanted what Tony had. <laughs> Ross, Ross Bird. just didn't like Banner's face. <laughs> yeah. Ross didn't like Banner. Uh, uh, Banner's dad wanted what Banner had. Doesn't count. No, that doesn't count. <laughs> uh, you've got... Uh, Loki wants what Thor has. Yeah, Loki wants yeah. what Thor has. Red Skull basically wants what Captain America has. Like... It's really all just every other Ronan one. Ronan quite literally wants what Star- what Star-Lord has. Yeah. Ronan every is the second movie. most fleshed out purely because he's a religious zealot, and that's actually more motivation than most of the other villains. Sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yep, yep, yep. But yeah, every other one of the movies is just a, th- a petty thug who wants the ball from the other kid on the playground. And this time, you get a guy who actually you get to see what he really does want and why he wants it and why that puts him at odds with somebody. And what he wants is affordable rates and his car detailing. (laughs) (laughs) Very important. Oh, hey, you know, when you're washing bone fragments out of your SUV. Why am I on brain detail? (laughs) This is some repugnant shit.
<laughs> so we'll talk more Daredevil next week. Yeah. As uh, I wrap it up. Hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll all be up. caught up, and then some of the listeners will be caught up as well, and we can revisit. And like I said, if you guys would like to uh, watch along and watch the pilot episode, just let us know. Tweet us out. Uh, email us. Let us know. And if that's something you want to do, we, we should do. We know uh, we've all got it. <laughs> we should do a uh, make a show of it because it's only an hour. Do right. the pilot. Do the finale. Ooh, that's not a bad idea. Skip everything in the middle. Just start I'm, it. Just end it. Just I'm in it for doing the sandwich. I will. I will find the time. I will carve it out. Yeah, that could be good. We'll see what we we'll see. We're on next week. That might be a good. Uh, it is pre C two E two. About to say that could yeah. be a good pre C two E two show. Pre two E two. Pre two E two. Oh, I'm gonna pre in my <laughs> I pants. Pre two E two in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so tentatively, that'll be the plan. We'll do the uh, pilot and finale like so next week, uh, unless something big happens between now and then. Be fun. Ugh. I'd almost rather watch episode two. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's just do let's just do a thirteen week series. We'll just watch one a week. Okay. <laughs> we'll get rid of the news segment. We'll just yeah, watch fuck that. Oh, fuck we'll you, watch. Kelly. <laughs> we'll bullshit. We'll watch the Daredevil. We'll talk comics. Get the I say out. we get rid of Kelly's segment. <laughs> <laughs> Panels on Daredevil. <clears throat> I'd be oddly okay with it. Just saying. Wonder why. Uh, all right. So yeah, well, well, I'm happy for you, Lee. I'm happy that you love it. And I'm happy we were able to join you while you yeah. loved it. Yeah, it surprise, was... motherfucker! <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yep. It was, it was, it was seriously, it was made that much better by getting it to share it with basically everyone I love except for Kelly. <laughs> Just saying, good times. Yeah, when Nicole was trying to figure out the best dates to do it, we were like, well, you know, Daredevil comes out on April 10th, so. If we if we do it on April tenth, then we could all watch it together. And she's like, "We're not gonna all watch TV together for thirteen hours." I'm like, "Woman, <laughs> we will." Don't you tell us no. These are forces you cannot begin to understand. <laughs> yeah, we can take a break a minute. We'll come back. Uh, we'll do the news. We'll do combos. Get the fuck out of here, and I'll watch another Daredevil before I go to bed. <laughs> nice. There you all go. Right. Uh, listen to this. Love you. Bye. Break. Oh. Hey, guys. Hi, Schaefer. What are you all doing here? Thank you better sit down. Are you kidding me? No, this is dead serious. Is this seriously an intervention? This is the seriousest intervention. <sighs> what the hell, you guys? Well, you should ask yourself what You know, hell. I really don't need this right now. I think you do. I think you need to hear all it. All right. You went to all this trouble. Thank you. Say what you gotta say. Enjoy. Hey, Schaefer, it's been too long. What, 09? When you went and dropped that Bender song? So? Come on, get your shit together. I hear you smoking a skooma. No. Incessant impressions got me wishing it was a kooma. Nice. I don't mean it. Your habits should start to eat me. With all that cocaine, you think you finish an EP. You suck now. Put the alcohol down. We're only doing this because we want you around. Whatever. Hey, Schaefer, it's safe here, but it's safer than psychotherapy there. When the drugs and women can get to your life, it's very concerning. I've only ever seen you eat the drunk or hot you fans only want to see that dark lord guy I but i think you took this villain stuff a little far with the drugs and alcohol only so long before you fall because i care more for mark std is just a character i'm only telling you because i care for you come on man i don't want to hear it i don't want to hear it i just want to disappear now listen here this isn't any of your business i don't have a problem you're the ones with problems why are you talking rock bottom look i got it everything is awesome why don't you go home just leave Wish you go away and take your silly little intervention with your 
Anyway, Schaefer, I've missed you. No one knows us better than each other since the days that we were growing up together like brothers in Nova Scotia. Huh? I blame myself for losing touch. You tell yourself when someone's hurting that you can only do so much, but you've suffered enough. True. It scarcely feels fair growing up Jewish. What? Queer, no. black, and in no. a wheelchair. The hell? Damn it, Max. It's Mark. I can't do this. I want out. You're not the man I knew. The hell, Jesse? I'm literally in the wrong house. I'm sorry. Schaefer ain't your life a shitty mess. No. Does it deep unhappiness no. permeated all? Is this even debatable? Yes. Are you intent to take a fall or what? We'd like some answers, but can't seem to pry your dick out of assorted strippers and burlesque dancers. Yeah. Long enough to get your attention, which is ridiculous. Since you snort ADD drugs all day, Come plus on. injections of hot spoon cooked, taking it easy, finish your record already. Mortality's only increasing. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I just want to disappear. Now listen here. This isn't any of your business. I don't have a problem. You're the ones with problems. Why are you talking rock bottom? Look, I got it. Everything is awesome. Why don't you go home? Just leave me alone. I mean, come on. We could have handled all of this on the phone. I don't need you or your pity or your condescension. We should go away and take your silly little intervention with you. Hey, Schaefer. It's your pal Lugo. And you know. Stop. Lugo, what are you doing? I'm intervening. Yeah, but you're not a rapper. Well, I mean, that may be, but that doesn't change the fact that you desperately need to get your shit together. <sighs> Duly noted. Hey, Schaefer, you know that I'd be the last to correct a fellow scientist of work, but I can see you depressed. You got that dark lord. Look in your eyes, are sunken sockets. You got pockets full of every substance. You've been up for two dozen Not days. True. Screaming like Billy Mays. Pulling inside a tray's a city that never sleeps. Needs a break from your antics. So here's some Fiji and a chantix. Enough of the sycophantic shit. I'm tired of enabling you, cause I can't. Hey, Mark. Z? Lately, when I come through, you've been way dark. It seems your stage persona may be smothering your bright sparks. Since I've known you, you You've been such a great friend to me But last time I visited you in NYC I sensed the entropy Plus your hedonistic tendencies are double OC And your OCD has become amplified from popping Addies Look, me and the guys who think you need to take a deep breath I love you, but I'm worried Do you think that you can cheat death? 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 You suck death? now Only so death? long before death? you fall You're not the man I death? knew Finish your record already Yes, I get it, all right? I heard what you had to say, and you know what? You're right. I am a mess. I have fallen apart. I cannot stress how much I needed this jump start. I never could admit it. I never wanted to face it. But I see I've got to quit this shit. I've got to make some changes. Through your speeches, I have seen that I am reaching my worst yet. And so today, it's time I take the first step. I know I need to hear it. No, I need to hear it. No, I need to quit this shit. My grip is slipping. No, it's killing off my spirit. Yeah, I've got a problem. I have a bunch of problems. I've been slowly growing rotten in denial. All is far from awesome. Tonight I've been shown I'm not so alone. And I know I will survive when I face the unknown. I know that I was so defensive, though you had the best intentions. I will get some help. I love you. Thank you for this intervention. Can anyone recommend a good therapist? Ripped Apparel 
is your one-stop shop for limited edition t-shirts featuring all the crap that you already like anyway. Every day you're going to see three new limited edition designs available only for 24 hours. That's just a single day. After that, they're gone forever. And uh, best yet, if you want to check them out, buy a little something, something, they're going to throw a little kickback to us, your folks, your friends here at the podcast. So go to panelsonpage.com, click that banner at the top of the page or on the sidebar at pcn.panelsonpage.com. Or you can just update your bookmark, check it on your phone every single morning. That's what I do. Uh, ripped, that's R-I-P-T dot panels on pages.com. T-shirts start at just 10 bucks, and they'll kick us a little something every time. Help us keep the lights on, help us keep the podcast going, help us keep the side, side up, and gets you a pretty cool T-shirt, man. Cool swag, cool shirts, good people, good deals from your favorite podcast. So check it out, ripped.panelsonpages.com, 24-hour limited edition t-shirts that are pretty damn awesome check it out and uh, now back to your regularly scheduled podcast i don't know if you guys noticed but this weekend every single day i wore a different ripped shirt rolled into tennessee in my appetite for mutation shirt to go with my bebop costume saturday i wore my thanos world tour t-shirt and then sunday i wore my Judge Dread Punisher t-shirt. Because they are the best shirts that I own. They are super soft. <laughs> They're very comfortable. I, I, I'm a big ripped fan, not just because they give us money. <laughs> nice and roomy. <clears throat> yeah, so if you want to be like the fucking cool kids like Jason Nines here, <laughs> go to panelsonpage.com, click the fucking banner, and buy yourself a shirt. Yesterday they had three awesome Daredevil shirts, which they and probably... I did not buy the damn thing. I was I'm going to do it later this afternoon. Fucking forgot. Oh, now I it's gone that. forever. Well, no, it's not gone yet. I eh? but it's not for the eleven dollar price. It should they should still have it for um, a last chance. Yeah, I think that stops at noon though. I'm gonna go find out. I'm looking right now. Ripped, come to C2E2 so we can all too sweet. 13 you. hours ago, only a few more hours. God damn it. Yeah, they're gone. Fuck. Sorry, dude. I have no one to blame but myself. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> but now you learned a lesson. Jesus Christ. Always buy ripped. Yep. Always. Always be closing. Also, Always be ripping. Co- coffee is only for closers. Oh, man. Good pull, good pull. <laughs> oh, Alec Baldwin. Do you guys Let's see? News, shall we? Do you guys see Dennis Quaid fucking going nuts on the internet today, pulling a fucking Jesus Christian Bale? Christ, no, you didn't. Let me pull it up and uh, I'll play the audio. It's he's <laughs> on set. He's doing a uh, Dan Rather movie. Um. Like Dennis Quaid is doing Dan a Dan Rather, Rather movie. He fucking, oh, I'm thinking of Randy Quaid. That's per, yeah, you're thinking Randy Quaid, but he's the one who's been going crazy more often. Yeah, but, but wow, Dennis, Dennis is going crazy now too. Apparently, let's, let's maybe see. it's genetic. Bring it, TMZ. The, what the fuck? Keep going. I am acting here, and this dickhead wanders onto my set. I can't even get a line out. Until Dopey the Dick starts whispering in your ear and you're not even watching anymore. Dennis. Dennis. Don't, don't fucking Dennis me! 
I am doing my job here. I am a pro. This is the most unprofessional set I have ever been on. This is horse shit. I've got these wow. fucking zombies what? over here that I have to look at. I have a bunch of pussies staring at me and this <laughs> fucking baby. This is garbage. Blow me. <laughs> Did they blow me? Yes. <laughs> and what was... Fucking <laughs> Christian Bale is Randy Quaid's beard animal. Oh, that was awesome. Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Come on, let's keep right, the yeah, fucking Dennis brothers Quaid. straight here. I think we might have to re-edit the, fuck, uh, re the fucking news intro. We'll do it live. Okay. Oh, right? Do it exactly. live. Blow me! Fucking bunch of pussies looking at me! <laughs> I'm a bro! <laughs> this is the Pop Top Six Pack of News for April 14th, 2015. Fucking thing sucks! Fucking thing sucks. Gearing up for the release of Age of Ultron, the Avengers have been on a press tour all week, and some nuggets from their promotional push include Kevin Feige and Joss Whedon confirming that there is no post credit scene, and Mark Ruffalo claiming Universal still has the rights to do solo Hulk movies. So that that must mean one thing. There's an Age of Ultron post credit scene setting up the next Hulk, Hulk solo movie. That's all I can gain from that information. I'm Not only... Have some really great Deadpool set photos hit the web, but but Fox has confirmed that the film will be rated R. Seems there is some problems with the production though, as they still haven't figured out how to fuck it up yet. <laughs> Speaking of, Olivia Munn has been cast in X Men Apocalypse as Psylocke, which doesn't even register in the top five problems with X Men Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Michelle McLaren has exited as director of the Wonder Woman movie with sources citing creative differences. She wanted to make a Wonder Woman movie. They just wanted to bide their time until Marvel offered to purchase the rights from them. (laughs) (laughs) A leak of the free comic book day Divergence one-shot reveals the identity of the bunny-eared robot Batman from the upcoming Convergence event. And it's none other than the Trix Rabbit. Silly rabbit. Robot superhero costumes are for kids. Womp womp. Uh, and finally, artist Frank Cho got throngs of panties and bunches over the past two weeks thanks to sketch covers parodying Milo Nera's Spider-Woman variant, including Spider-Gwen artist Robbie Rodriguez, who claimed Spider-Gwen as his daughter and commented that Cho was lucky to never be around him. I assume Robbie Rodriguez means it's because... He's too busy imagining a fictional character is his daughter to keep up on his personal hygiene. That's why Frank <laughs> doesn't want to be around him. Um, actually, we had a since we missed a week, uh, we had a lot of news this week. So the uh, there's a seventh story, and actually there's an eighth story that I found as the show was going on. Uh, but uh, seventh story is uh, real quick: Herb Trimp or Herb Herb Trimpy. Yep. I think it's Trimpy. Good old Herb. The co-creator of Wolverine passed away at the age of 75 on Monday, so that's 900 in Wolverine years. And uh, that is the Pop Top 7-pack of news for April 14th, 2015. Wow. Infotainment. Blow me! <laughs> 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 
Fucking Dennis Quaid hollering like 2011 nice. <laughs> 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 Jeez Louise. All right. Uh, first up, uh, we mentioned the Ant-Man trailer earlier, which went live yesterday, which looks fucking cool. Um, and then the Yellow other... jacket looks badass. The other Marvel Studios news is... Uh, Joss Whedon and Kevin Feige have said that there is no post-credits tag for Age of Ultron. There is a mid-credits scene, but no post-credits scene. So don't be pissed at them if you sit through the entire credits and there's nothing at the end. Now, that being said, I'm still sitting and waiting. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the entire credits and there is something, then I'll be pissed at them. Yeah, no, because then they shoot that fucking shawarma scene like the week before the movie came exactly, out. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It was it wasn't even attached to the 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 previews. The um, you know, the early screenings didn't have that scene. So yeah, no, so I mean, so there, there's still the chance. Yeah, I don't trust them. There's still a chance. I believe them, but I'm still. I will take. I will risk an extra ten minutes sitting in the theater, just in case. Yeah, we're not going to be. Yeah, I'm not going to be put theater. out by the nice. fact. Yeah, by waiting ten minutes. You never know when Spider Man's going to fly into the scene. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I I think this story is really weird. Uh, Mark Ruffalo, uh, while they're doing uh, press for the movie, says as far as a Hulk movie, a standalone Hulk movie, Marvel doesn't really have the rights to that yet. That's still Universal's property, so there's that issue. That's a big impediment to moving forward with that. Now, I don't think that's insurmountable, by the way, but I don't know where it's going from here for me. What's weird for me is they already did a Hulk solo movie, but it was before they were owned by Disney. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing that I read about this is that they have not. They have the the distribution rights. Distribution rights. rights yeah, exactly. I was gonna say. I thought Universal did distribute the Incredible Hulk. Right. Right. And, but then Marvel still made it. But yeah. Just, but they had the distribution deal. Now they apparently bought that back for Iron Man and Captain America and, and Thor. Avengers. Maybe they just never got around to doing it with Hulk. So, uh, so if this is true, then it's just a matter of Disney. If they're not doing it because Universal still has the <coughs> distribution rights, it's because Disney doesn't want to share the profits with Universal for anything. So they're happy with just having Hulk show up in Avengers movies. And I think part of it involves the um, the theme park rides. Like, as long mm-hmm. as they're using the Hulk in the theme park rides, that they, they get to keep the rights... Damn, Marvel, you fucked up long time ago, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> you went and pawned all your shit, and now you're regretting it. <laughs> Is that right? Huh. Interesting. Well, that is goddamn intriguing. I still was- don't. I bet, I bet DC wishes they pawned some of their shit. Yeah, I bet they do. <laughs> they, they probably still should. <laughs> I still don't. Hey, hey, anybody want to make some Wonder Woman rides? No. <laughs> I still don't really believe it, though. Because, you know, they were still talking about standalone Hulk movies. You know, right after Avengers came out, they were talking standalone Hulk movies. Right, right, yeah. I think Ruffalo's talking out his Ruffalo ass. <laughs> Maybe Ruffalo keeps pitching them ideas every week, and they're finally like, we got, 
We gotta fucking get this guy off our back. <laughs> I don't know. Just tell, just tell him Universal has distribution rights. I, I don't know how to get rid of him. Good I really thing. like when the Hulk wears the black wife beater and the glasses. Can we do a movie about that? Oh, I fucking oh, love fucking Christ, Smart Mark. Hulk. Mark, Smart. I know you want to be a gladiator. We won't send you in the space, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, look. How about how about a 13-part Netflix series about Joe Fixit? Which, actually, I would watch. That would yeah, be awesome. you say that. But You're not going to make bad. you gray. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Like, there was, you know, it wasn't that long ago where we said, you know, where people said Planet Hulk. We're like, that's fucking stupid. Now it's not outside the realm of possibility. <laughs> not with Guardians of the Galaxy out yeah, there. Exactly. Now it's please, let's do this. Bring it. Yeah. But you have to wait until after you get Spider-Man so that you can have Agent Venom be one of the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> you know what I was thinking? You know, we still kind of dog on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But if, if you think about it, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is kind of like the Blade of Marvel TV. It was no, their Blade's really good. Yeah, Blade <laughs> Blade is really good, but Blade isn't really good compared to like Winter Soldier. No. No. But also but, it's not a contemporary either. But it's them, yeah. you know, you know, kind of dipping their tootsies in, testing the waters, and then and then they kind of they're kind of killing it with Daredevil. Yeah, but you're talking about a year apart. Yeah, I and it's still being put out. <laughs> yeah. Your mom's and talking about a year apart. Progressively better. <laughs> <laughs> People, everybody says it's gotten progressively better. Yeah. I tried to watch the season opener. I thought it was garbage. I mean, it's it's definitely better than it was for sure. Um, but it's well, still not something I actively look forward to, like the Flash. No, I would not say that it's gotten progressively better. I would say right around the time that Winter Soldier came out and you got your big reveal, it jumped up a, a notch or eight. But then plateaued there for a while. My opinion. Yeah, because they're just not doing the thing that we all want them to do. And the thing they're doing instead just isn't that compelling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Give them a break, you guys. Spreading water, which <laughs> is hey, what they fucking, have to do. Uh, Daredevil has a credit at the beginning. It's, you know, it's an ABC TV Studios production. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, says that, you know, they could be doing better, but simply choose not to. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is what we want from Agents of yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D. No, 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 it's good enough. We'll save the good shit for Netflix. So what's, what's next? What we got next? Uh, next is Deadpool will be rated R. And yeah, uh, that's one of those where I'm, I'm not going to believe that until I see it. Oh, no. And then, that's, that's for real. That's for really reals. Yeah, but they're sh still shooting the movie, Kerouac. No, that's Yeah, they shot an R-rated Daredevil movie, too. They did. Yeah. Like, they said, this is what we want, we, and, it, and it was Fox. And Coolio's in it. We want an R-rated Daredevil movie. They shot an R-rated Daredevil movie, and they said, turns out we want a PG-13 Daredevil movie. Cut 45 minutes of this shit out. I, there goes Coolio. I Coolio. believe they're going to do that here. I think they've learned lessons. What? <laughs> Fox! <laughs> Fox has learned lessons! <laughs> I, I don't know. Fox. That, that April Fool's teaser with Mario Lopez, if they go back on that, there well, will be... Fox has even... Even after the April Fool's teaser, Fox has come out and said, yes, 
it is going to be rated R, but they haven't shot the movie yet. The movie's not done. The MPAA, MPAA hasn't looked at it, so... They haven't sent it to a test market. Right. Had a random test market not get it. Yeah. Because that's not a movie for random people. When a random test market doesn't get it in a test screening, they're going to go, fuck, we need to make sure that as many people as possible can see this fucking thing. Cut out the blood, make it PG-13. I don't know. I, I have faith on this one. I have faith. I hope so. I hope so. But like Nye said, it's not done yet, and there's a yeah. lot that can happen I also, now and then. I also yeah. have some faith. I, I think it's a good sign that they've come out and said that they're looking for R. But then again, if it's not R, is that the biggest deal in the world? Yes and no. I've said it before. I really think the only way a Deadpool movie works without it being R is if you actively bleep and black bar everything that is inappropriate and have Deadpool actively recognize that right. within the movie and maybe try and get around it as much as possible right well, right i mean i don't it. think there's much that you would need to do past pg-13 because i mean they're getting more and more lax on violence in movies it seems and then on tv yeah but yeah movies, yeah no. on fucking tv fucking headbutt that's true spike. yeah tv <laughs> yeah but like you know still like, you, they the amount of blood that they show in a, in a general episode of supernatural would get any movie in our rating that is true, yeah. It's very yeah, strange. I was say, with, with Deadpool, you only need one fuck. I mean, you don't even really need him well, to swear if that the, much. Well, if the, the leaked script, which is out there, uh, allegedly, which allegedly may be read by people allegedly, it's any indication, uh, he needs much more than one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Deadpool's got a lot of fucks to give. A lot of fucks to give. But then, on top of that, I think the bigger positive out of all this is those set photos where... He is in costume, and the costume he looks, looks great. Like fucking Dare de- de- he lo- Deadpool. He looks fucking yeah. great. And then in some of the set photos, you can see little motion track dots on the eyes, as if they're mm-hmm. going to CGI animate the eyes, like we talked about. Oh, and and it's it's not just that; it's the tone of things like the "fuck you" Slater. It's the tone of the poster with him jumping off of a building, I guess. With an umbrella in one hand and a gun in the other, and it says, with great power comes great irresponsibility. Well, that was, that's fan art. Yeah, I think that's fan oh, art. Well, fine. The trailer, still. The, <laughs> the, 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 the announcement thing. The, the rating announcement. Those things, that tone, they, somebody working on this gets it. Whatever they do or don't stick to. Well, it's Ryan Reynolds. I mean, like, you know. He's going to be a fucking producer on this thing. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds was in Wolverine Origins. I don't but he count wasn't a producer on it. being the saving grace. I'm just saying it's clear that they get it. It's clear that they know what they're doing. And as long as they keep going in that direction, as long as I keep seeing more and more things in that tone, then I guess I don't care what the rating is as long as you've got the right level of irreverent, weird bullshit and they better make some sort of call out reference to i know that it's difficult there's only so much they could do but i would love to see some sort of references to the marvel movies in some way shape or form inside an inside much more likely they'll call out to the weird guy with the mouth so shut with sword harms right or that that's fine too did you guys see the set photos that came out today that uh, show the the markers for a colossus? 
I no. did not see that. They've got uh, one of those, uh, like a like a bust of just a big silver guy that they put up on a pole for sight lines and stuff like that. Huh. So uh, apparently Show he's going to be all CGI. Interesting. Colossus is still a weird choice to put in that movie. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I don't get it. The Coloss- Colossus being in the Deadpool movie makes me think that it's going to be more of the same fucking Fox bullshit. I don't know. You could you could make that make sense. I don't know exactly how, but you could make it make sense. He could be a straight man for Deadpool, which could sure. be kind of hysterical. Sure, you can make it make sense. And they could have also made, uh, you know, the uh, Emma Frost and Wolverine Origins and then the Emma Frost and <laughs> First Class make sense too, but... Touche. <laughs> I think the- it's pretty clear we're just supposed to forget about Wolverine Origins. <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> you know what? Like, f- Fox? F- does Fox do Men in Black? That's Sony. If they could fucking flashy thingy me so I could forget about Wolverine Origins, that'd be great. I'll also <laughs> like to forget is- about First Class <laughs> and Days of Future Past while they're at it. Oh, you bastard. Line, like, you know, the reason that we got hype about Guardians and the reason we can get hype about Ant-Man is that, you know, Marvel has time and time again earned our good faith like bottom line like you see that uh, like i heard uh, bendis on a podcast talk about you know yeah the marvel logo goes a long way but they still have to deliver like you know yeah. so that's why guardians was great not because the marvel logo but because it was good daredevil's great not just because the marvel logo like i think the poison eyes is trying to make is that fox has in no way earned that good faith from us right. <laughs> and and at this point if you have the Marvel logo attached to your movie or TV show and you're not coming correct, you're tarnishing that logo. Yeah. Because we expect quality now. I disagree with the statement that Fox has in no way earned that faith because it's certainly not the same level. But I do think they're getting better and better. I think First Class was better than anything that came before it. I think... Uh, Days of Future Past was better than First Class, and I think that uh, Deadpool will blow both of them out of the water. Oh, that's such a bummer that a Deadpool movie would blow out a Days of Future Past movie? That yeah. pisses me off. <laughs> well, And you also have to take into account, I, I love comics, I love the X-Men. I have not seen First Class or Days of Future Past because I remember the past X-Men movies. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, Kerouac? You're of the majority. People love those those X-Men movies. I am not one of them. I, I will say, the, the one thing that I will say, the, the big negative, and it's going to be a glaringly huge negative going into Apocalypse, it seems, is that There's two big things at play here. X-Men, comic books in general, X-Men in particular, have some really fucking convoluted backstories. And there's a fuck ton of X-Men. And rather than picking a handful, paring the stories down as much as possible, and telling good stories about those characters... They're doing this weird tightrope act where they're like, 
it's a movie universe, so we're not going to do exactly the same, but we're still going to keep everything pretty fucked up and weird. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I refuse to believe that's by design. I just don't think they give a fuck. <laughs> I mean, when you look at, now, too as many, much as I do like Days of Future the Past, when you look at, hey, let's give Kitty Pride the power to transport somebody's consciousness back in time. You have to step back and be like, what? <laughs> that shit's dumb. <laughs> that is just stupid. That is just stupid. When you've already got a cast of 800 X-Men, just be like, hey, this is flashback. When she's sitting next to the most powerful psychic to ever live. Yeah, but but even that, just just, hey, this is flashback. Flashback's power is the ability to send people's consciousness no, back. That's in part time. of the fucking problem. They don't need flashback. Xavier's in the fucking room. But but I'm just saying, like, if you're gonna if you're gonna have somebody else do it, why make it be an extra power of the girl who walks through walls? <coughs> well, I think when it was... you're introducing here's Warpath, he's got some knives, here's Blink, she can teleport. Here's the guy that can send people's consciousness back in time. I'd say part of it was because Kitty was part of the original Days of Future Past story. They wanted to include her somehow, and they also needed to figure out how to. But that's get what I'm getting at. Into the past. That's where that's where they're they're fucking hey, themselves. Don't over. argue with me about how shitty Days of Future Past <laughs> is. I agree with but, you. No, but but what I'm saying, you're making you're kind of making my point, which is you're making my point. <laughs> That's the problem that I have with these movies is that you want to have these ties, these throwbacks. Let's put Phoenix in uh, United. What? Why? Or Last Stand or whatever the fuck one that was. Phoenix has no fucking place in this X-Men movie universe. They don't you care, don't do have you? that scope. The Marvel movies could totally pull off a Phoenix story and make it amazing. But yeah, the X-Men they, movies they from Fox care. don't even try that shit. <laughs> they just don't care. That's well, the problem. Well, mo moving on, since we're on the topic of the X-Men movies and X-Men Apocalypse, uh, they have cast Olivia Munn as Psylocke in X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, I'm okay with this. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. First reaction I had was, you know, people don't really like Olivia Munn, although she has gained some... Uh, goodwill back with her roles in Newsroom and stuff like that. Yeah, Newsroom yeah. brought me around on her big time. Yeah. It, is, it is a little on the nose. Then again, like, at this point, she's almost one of the biggest stars that they would have in this I movie. I know, right? <laughs> and they make her Psylocke to the point where it's like kind of like, you know, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Fassbender, McAvoy, uh, you know, uh, Hank aren't going to be in another movie. So are they fucking setting up Olivia Munn to be the new Mystique and she's going to be the not? main fucking, character for the next trilogy of movies? Oh, God. I didn't why even think that. Not? Like, my take on Olivia Munn cast as Psylocke, my first thought was, I'm okay with that. My second thought was, there's really nobody more Asian and or more British and or both more Asian and British that could have played this role. <laughs> like somewhere I just picture this felt 20 year old Asian British girl who's like oh fuck this <laughs> like she's she's waited for this chance and there it goes it kind of feels to me like 
a fan casting, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. Well, so is Patrick Stewart as Xavier. Oh, well, yeah, that was yeah, straight that out was of Wizard. Good. Yeah. Like, ultimately, what it comes back around to for me, see, I didn't think about her being the anchor. What it comes back around to for me is in an ensemble cast that's going to be as big as this fucking ensemble cast will be. Yeah, this is, they need a new word for ensemble. <laughs> Uh, flash mob cast. Yes, fucking <laughs> Olivia Munn is a good enough actress to give Psylocke to do Psylocke the justice she needs done for the five lines of dialogue, <laughs> minutes of screen time, tops that she's going to have. Let me just run down our cast for X Men Apocalypse really quick, just to show you guys how fucking jam packed in the butthole this movie is with X-Men characters. We got Mystique, we got Jean Grey, we got Moira McTaggart, Gambit, Magneto, Quicksilver, Wolverine, Beast, Apocalypse, Professor X, Psylocke, Angel, Cyclops, Nightcrawler, Storm, Blink, Jubilee. On paper, that's a fucking amazing X-Men team for a movie. What are we going to get? We're going to get Mystique, Magneto, Professor X, a little bit of Wolverine, <laughs> and then uh, everybody else. Cyclops. Everybody else gets three minutes. Is yeah. that Gambit going to be played by Magic Mike? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And he, he uh, that's right. Gambit, I forgot about the Gambit solo movie. Gambit, Wolverine, and Gambit and Wolverine are rumored, but I would say that those are pretty much a given. that. Just side note, nothing against Channing Tatum. I enjoy watching him in movies. Channing Tatum as Gambit, to me, is one of the most recoculous castings ever. I watch it. I am fine with Channing Tatum as uh, as Gambit. Yep. Yeah, I can't wait to hear his Gambit voice. <laughs> like, I'm legit yeah. like, for that. Like, Channing Tatum as almost any other X-Man, I feel, would be a better fit. Channing, Channing Tatum, Tatum as Iceman. No, my name is Rami. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys? Did you guys watch that uh, little video I posted on Nice's wall? Let me see if I can find it real quick. We can just play the audio. Yeah. Even it's... though you just gave away the punchline. <laughs> sweet. All right, all right, let's see. He fucking blind. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. I'm trying to communicate with the spirit of the person who died in this very spot. Can you tell me your name? My name is Jeff. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> it's like they, they took footage from like a real... A ghost hunter show. Ghost hunter show. And then when he asked for the name, my name is Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> now, what we got next? Uh, next up is Michelle McLaren has left the Wonder Woman movie. That's bad sign. That is bad news. <laughs> that is That's bad, bad news. news. That is straight up bad news fucking bears. But when is the Wonder Woman movie supposed to come out? So <laughs> 3 weeks from fuck yourself. <laughs> 2017 <laughs> it's supposed to come out. Okay. Oh god Shit. damn it. And Michelle McLaren was fucking that that was once we heard that news it's like yes. Yeah, like, let's all right, go. We're on track. 
We're going to have a Squirrel Girl movie before we have a Wonder Woman movie. Yep. Oh, gross. Well, remember, once Suicide Squad does not do a dollar more than they want it to, they're going to cancel all these movies. <laughs> uh, uh, I still have hope for Suicide Squad. Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn is going to save the day. Quick, which movie has more characters in it? Suicide Squad or X-Men Apocalypse? <laughs> That's that's a whole shit. Like, if you're a Hollywood actor and you're not in one of those movies, what is your problem? Like, fire your agent. Those movies retire. (laughs) I like. I remember. I remember when you'd watch a movie and you'd be like, "Holy shit! Two of these actors are in superhero movies. That's crazy." (laughs) Now it's at the point where you watch a movie and you're like, "Holy shit! One of these actors isn't in a superhero movie." our fucking time now people i'm trying to find it but did you guys see the jared leto the picture yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, jared leto took a picture of himself with green hair in the killing joke style uh holding yeah. the camera sideways uh and also see, I, saw, I saw the headline about that i thought he doesn't know what the internet is yeah they're gonna break him up they're gonna they're gonna eat him alive yeah. and yeah. <laughs> don't you know the uh, killing joke is banned jared leto you can't jared- talk about that Jared Leto is getting is getting hate mail, calling him a rapist, and he doesn't know why. Uh, he he somehow he somehow got a pass. No, yeah, he turned it all around. Now everyone's like, eh, the killing joke ain't that bad. I I didn't I didn't wish it on him, but like you see, I was terrified on his behalf. I think he got a pass somehow. I think Jared Leto's posted enough uh, inspirational quotes featuring pictures of himself on Twitter to get a pass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you ever seen those pictures? No. He posts. Do you follow Jared Leto on Twitter? That. No, I've seen (laughs) quotes that he has has said with pictures of him that he tweets out. Oh, he's the best. I hope that's not him tweeting that out. I hope that's his assistant. (laughs) I hope it's him. I did track down one of those. I hope it's his mom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jared, your password's always your old kitty cat's name. (laughs) Oh, shit. What we got next? Uh well, R.I.P. That Wonder Woman movie, whatever. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that, I'm like, what the fuck that? are we even talking about? Yeah, that what... yeah, that's really a bad, bad sign because that was the one thing that we all kind of looked at, like, fuck yeah, no. Yeah, you know what? Can we just get a theatrical adaptation of Injustice? Yeah, no shit. The, the game, put not the put awful Scorp- uh, Alex Scorpion Ross in there too. I'd be all about the. Uh, the Just uh, make that movie. Just do it. Yeah. All right. Next, speaking of DC, next up is the free comic book day book Divergence. It's a one shot. I believe it's like a prelude to Convergence or spoilers abound here. Kids. Spoilers. It sets up Batman for the Convergence, uh, you know, timeline. And Batman, yeah, I, I'm gonna have a hard time with this because, like, I cannot, will not jump on the convergence train at all. Like, I, I got don't, it's dumb. Don't. I got convergence no number reason. one today, uh, this week, and got five pages in and wanted to just, I, I'm out. I, I can't. I, I can't. Give me. Let Let's pretend that some of our listeners, like myself, are not in the loop. What the fuck is convergence aside from their latest event? Like, like. Uh, Kerouac, do you have you heard about Secret Wars and Battle World and all that at yeah. Marvel? It's that. 
it is exactly that. Oh, like convergence, like basically that convergence yeah. even ha- has its own map of different worlds, which are different timelines, and they're having fights in those worlds. Yeah, they they, they both companies basically have managed to come up with the same terrible idea at the same time. <laughs> but oh, only one it. of them is written by the creator of USA's White Collar. <laughs> That's true. Wait, what? That's true. Convergence is written by the uh, writer of USA. Original series White Collar. Yeah, we were oh talking about. God. I was on the Superfly cast this week, and we were talking about how he got that job. And apparently, he was taking Jeff King was taking a tour of the DC office, and like saw them working on Convergence and kind of plotting it out on a whiteboard. And he was like, "Oh, why don't you do this?" And they pretty much asked him, "Do you want to write the comic?" <laughs> and that's how he got the job. Because you know the convert. Whereas you know, like it or not. Secret Wars is happening as a result of what's going on in Hickman's Avengers books. You know, for, for better or for worse. The man Con- has a plan. Convergence is happening because DC's office moved. Yep. <laughs> Which Imagine the people was... that could have been touring the office and who could have written. This- <laughs> Vin Diesel. Like, just imagine, like, the Iron Sheik is taking Vin Diesel. Fucking Convergence. <laughs> I don't know why Batman keeps saying he's gonna fuck Superman in the ass and make him humble, but <laughs> hey, uh, hey, uh, Wilmer Valderrama, you don't you want to write a comic book? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Stephen Hawking, you want to write this comic book? I would be delighted. Oh. <laughs> ah, look at this, Convergence Number One, written by Farah Abraham, with a backup by uh, New York from uh, Flavor of Love. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this Convergence comic just about, like, a weird Hulk story? Oh, Mark Ruffalo wrote it. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This Convergence story is essentially the killing joke panel for panel. Oh, God damn it, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss you, beef. <laughs> Man, I wish, I wish Herb Trimpey had, had, Trim- had been touring the offices that day. Oh, R.I.P. Herb Trimby. <laughs> okay, and why couldn't you have taken Convergence with you? Oh, uh, did we even say that who it's going to be? It's going to be no, fucking... no, 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 no. So, so Divergence, which is the Convergence follow-up. Aren't they... those already movies out? Are they just stealing <laughs> names? <laughs> yeah, uh, the next DC event is going to be called the Maze Runner. <laughs> <laughs> the Hunger Games. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the new Batman is yeah, apparently our stars. Uh, GCPD sponsored, and it's a mustacheless Jim Gordon. So fucking Commissioner Gordon, RoboCop, Batman. Wait, with what? Batman ears. Yeah, Jim Gordon is going to be in the robot suit with the rabbit ears. He's the new Batman. What? And it, guys, it's a, that sounds really fucking stupid. Yeah. What? <laughs> Batman's been stupid for a little while now. So yeah, and I disagree. Nice. I've been loving Batman. Oh my fucking uh, god. I, I've really been enjoying what's been going on with Endgame. Uh, Detective has been really, really good. Like, I, I've been digging on Batman. Uh, but that's, god damn, that's really stupid. I. And now, and, and to be fair, I mean, I guess there could be something that happens in Convergence that makes that make sense. I doubt it. And I'll, I'll never know because I, I won't read it. I can't do yes. it. Bruce Wayne dying in Jim Gordon's arms is the only thing that I would accept that would make that make sense. It wouldn't be good, but it would make sense. Then Azarello do Batman. 
But like, but I mean, I, I don't. Nazarello be Batman. I didn't see anybody in again. I kind of flipped through it because again, and it was five goddamn dollars. Convergence number one, fucking ridiculous. Yeah, but like zero and one, both five dollars. Fucking insane. I didn't read zero. It, it sucked. But like, it was like you, however many pages of the same scene over and over and over and over and over. If but you like, put a zero like, issue out, Batman that shit better not be even free. In this. No, no, I have no doubt that Convergence has nothing to do with this. Like, it has I, nothing to do with like no, none of the regular heroes are in this, and the rest of it is like you know, hey, here's you know, fucking harpoon arm Aquaman hanging out with Batman Beyond. Yeah, because you know, like so. I don't see how any of that has any bearing on it. not just Batman, but like any of the DC. No, Convergence feels like I Flashpoint. Don't think will touch anything in the main DCU. But they're like, hey, but after Convergence, Wonder Woman's got pants, Superman has a crew cut, and Batman has bunny ears. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is some kind of something like how they did one year later, a couple of years back, where oh. they just skip all their books forward by a year. Oh, damn it. I wouldn't be surprised if it's here's like, the, that's the Here's case. the thing that bothers me the most about convergence when here's the thing i hate about the thing i just found out about (laughs) no when secret wars was announced my thought was geez this sounds a lot like arena the countdown companion book wherein dc characters from multiple corners of the multiverse came together and fought each other and now dc is rehashing their own shit that Marvel's rehashing. Yep, at least Marvel had the goddamn decency to call it the same fucking thing. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's t- it sounds so fucking dumb. I don't. Again, the only thing ha- <laughs> the only thing that I've been hanging on with DC has been the Batman books, and I read that today because I hadn't seen the story yet until I posted it in the the news thread for the show, and I'm like, really? That's just. It's really dumb. I don't. This is dumb. Oh, and Greg Capullo was so pissed at Bleeding Cool. Of course, because really, seriously, fuck them for spoiling the story. Like, I don't like it, but you know, that's a dick move. Someday, Greg Capullo is going to be in the same room as uh, Rich Johnson, and shit is going to be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Tag team match between Greg Capullo, Frank Cho versus Rich Johnston and Robbie Rodriguez. Let's do this. Wow, that'd be kind of awesome. Which leads oh, man, to we, oh. <laughs> our next story. Uh, Frank Cho, who draws the best ass in the business. Debate me. The best. Debate the me. Best. <laughs> debate me. Uh, Hashtag debate me. He did a sketch cover, a Spider-Gwen sketch cover, which parodied the Milo Manera Spider-Woman cover. And as Spider-Gwen has become a feminist icon in the two weeks she's existed uh there was an uproar that this character would be you know sexualized and you know this cover that gave people such a hard time would be made fun of and parodied and you know bringing back up all these bad feelings about that and also but let's not also overtake the fact that he was just paid to do it right it's just Mm -hmm. a sketch cover someone said draw this for me he said okay yeah. And cashed a fucking check. And uh, people did not uh, appreciate it. Uh, the Mary Sue especially. It's pretty fucking funny, though. It is. It's hysterical. Uh, to the point where Frank Cho didn't comment on it. 
he instead did a Harley Quinn sketch cover where she's in the same pose and then posted on the Mary Sue's Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> so, Frank Cho, uh, you getting a beer, buddy. Yeah, Frank Cho's my <laughs> money hero. On me, bro. And, and, anyway. and the Harley Quinn uh, Joker thing, Harley says something like, how much longer do I have to stay in this pose? And Joker says, oh, just until, you know, the entire internet is in an uproar. Right. Until the internet Love explodes. It. The uh, thing yeah, I don't like about it is it, I don't think Spider-Gwen is of legal age, so it's kind of creepy to me. Well, I mean... <laughs> She's not having sex. Well, it's still weird. Also, let's just not overstate the fact here again that she's not a real person. Right. There you go. That's It's somehow creepier to me when it's like someone asks someone else to draw. Oh, we had plenty of creepy discussions this weekend about artwork. <laughs> <that don't> take- <laughs> it, you know what? You're right. It is creepy when someone asks someone else to draw a picture of a girl in weird poses. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I think it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it's, I I see where you're going, Kelly, but it was, it, it's not like she's spread eagle fucking playing playing with her junk. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> you can't see a full butthole or anything like that. You know, se- sexy, yes, sexualized, sure, but but all but but then again, I don't necessarily know that in this case, like the Spider Woman cover i say it was probably you know more sexy and sexualized yes, like yes. this is just like this, this is, is a parody of that cheek. right yeah it's much more right. tongue-in-cheek well tongue-in-cheek sounds pretty sexy Ew, to me too yes. <laughs> well, you know. and robbie rodriguez who uh, currently does the art on the spider gwen book did not appreciate frank cho and basically said uh hey frank cho uh that's my daughter you're drawing Good thing. And also, you and J. Scott Campbell are the guys that are making that are dragging us back to being fucking knuckle draggers. Right, right. I I hang out in a bar and I draw comics, and I see cool people come in that read comic books, and then if they see your books, they're not going to want to hang out with us anymore. You're scaring away all the cool people, Frank Cho, J. Scott Campbell. And again, and, two of the fucking biggest in the business. But you know yeah. what? And J. Scott Campbell may be one said, of the nicest people I've ever met. But I, I will say everything that Robbie Rodriguez wrote, I completely agree with. I think Frank Cho and J. Scott Campbell are the kind of creators who are dro- who are actively pushing away a certain audience. No, it, okay. My problem with that statement is that if art A exists, it should in no way, shape, or form inhibit anybody else's ability to enjoy art B. There's plenty of comic book art that I don't like. I don't look at that comic book art, and I enjoy the comic books I like. I don't say, oh, because Mike Allred draws weird, and I don't like Mike Allred's art, I'm not going to read any comic books ever, and I'm going to turn my nose up to comic books. But more often than not, it's not a case of I don't like this art. It's, ew, this art objectifies people. I'm a woman. I don't so want don't to read things that objectify women. Books. But when you it's, walk into a shop and that's all you see, it's not all you see. Well, that is I that mean, is. Let's look. Let's, there there let's may look be at this, there may the, be no, there may a be lot of things, things but like, but if you are if but if you are the type of person, man, woman, child, and different otherwise, whose sensibilities are offended by that thing, you will see it everywhere. 
mm-hmm. in a comic book shop. Yeah. But let's You'll look see at it the... everywhere in the entire world. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Right. Specifically, you know, and... J. Scott Campbell was brought up in this. And J. Scott Campbell did a variant cover for Spider-Gwen, which is clearly in his style. You know, she's a little curvier than you might see Rob- Robbie Rodriguez draw her, but I think in no way is she sexualized yeah, no, like that cover. or exploited. So, you know, J. Scott Campbell might draw some sexy shit, but he's not constantly drawing exploitive artwork and to kind of dismiss his entire portfolio because of a few pieces of art is kind of kind of bullshit from Robbie Rodriguez. Yeah. And yeah, J. Scott Campbell wasn't the right person to bring up. He should have just said anyone that works well, on I'm sure fairy that, tales comics. I'm sure that J. Right. Scott Campbell's <laughs> name... thrown Xenoscope under the fucking <laughs> yeah. bus. Anyone for Xenoscope. I'm sure J. Scott Campbell's name was brought up because he got into that whole thing over the uh, Wonder Woman costume. Yeah, he had yeah. the balls to express an opinion. Yep. I'm going to I'm going to dial back to I would I would agree with the sentiment if not the word about Frank Cho. Here's the thing. I don't think that Frank Cho's art is necessarily offensive and a problem. I think that from what I've the sense that I've gotten of Frank Cho, Frank Cho is a 13-year-old boy. Like, yeah. like that's... Sure. So yeah. I, can, I can understand where, yes, Frank Cho may be the person that turns somebody off to something just because he's so brazenly... He's an alpha bro. Yes. Yeah. But... but are you saying that they, he would turn them off by his artwork or by his personality? A little bit of... He could do it with both. More, more the personality, and and the Campbell fact that a like, fucking sweetheart. Look, Frank Cho draws most of his women naked first, and then goes back and edits on the clothes. Yeah, Frank Cho is the boobs and dinosaurs guy. Yeah, like you can, his his um, Mighty Avengers. Yeah, when he that fucking Mighty Avengers. That Mighty Avengers got me back into comics. Yeah, well, <laughs> you can find the unedited art. On his website somewhere, where he had drawn the nipples of all the naked characters before he drew in Fucking costumes man. and uh, steam well, and naked whatever. People else. have nipples. <laughs> I know what you I'm getting at. Is, what I'm getting at is, you you don't have to draw that. That doesn't have to be a step in the drawing process. <laughs> That's something that you're literally going to have to erase to get the end product you want. <laughs> You don't erase boobs. <laughs> like you don't you don't draw a new layer of clothing over the naked drawing you already did. Well, maybe that's just how he was taught. He's been doing it since he was a wee lad. He's got to put the nipples on there the way he knows what direction they have to face in the costume. Yeah, he's uh, got to get the lighting down. Legit. I totally wrap my head around that rationale. Actually, like I still I still like his art. I think it has its particular quality and whatever. I maintain it is it drives me up a wall that this is not this is not actively harming anybody. Let's just this cover in particular, and it's not even a drawing. Direct, Spider a certain Gwen. vocal segment that will get their panties in a twist, and apparently that includes Robbie Rodriguez. Yeah, and Frank it's not Jones a like, this cover won't harm anybody. Some people will look at it 
as indicative of this greater problem. Don't look at it. Stop. Look at the thing that you like. Let other yeah. people look at this. We've raised you know, too many vaginas to do that. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Honestly, I'm I'm going to take this to an extreme here. Please do. If, if the Nazi party, if the Nazi party, uh oh, okay, oh, maybe not. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Where's where's our screech sounder? I'm, I'm gonna fucking kibosh that. He <laughs> ah, said, "You know what? Nazis." If, if the Nazi party in Europe back in the day were oh, sitting God. around talking I treat about a bitch how, like Seven Up, I never have, I never will. They were sitting around talking about, you know what? We don't like the Jewish people. And that's they what they did. They sat around and they talked about it. You know what? I don't have a problem with them not liking somebody and talking about it together. It's only when they then imposed that upon everybody else and murdered and swept across Europe. Okay, now it's a problem. Frank Cho isn't, kind of got a point. <laughs> Frank Cho isn't going to the house of Katie Cook or whoever the fuck and slapping his drawing of Spider-Gwen in their face. Now, See, yes. The thing is, I believe if given the opportunity, he probably would slap this across Robbie Rodriguez. Yeah, he probably face. would. Well, Robbie Rodriguez may have earned it with his comment. You know, you're... Yeah, really, first of all, it's it, not your daughter. And second of all, really? Isn't are you that be, creepy? Are yes. you going to be that much of an alpha bro that now you're going to threaten physical yeah. retaliation? Who, who's worse in this situation? The guy who drew... The funny parody sexy cover or the guy who's essentially threatening another dude? Good point. Fine point. Yeah. I don't blame Robbie Rodriguez that much because that essentially is his character. No, 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 no. Kelly. Marvel will (laughs) uh, bear to differ on that one. I mean, as far as who made the character in its current form. He did breathe her to life. Yeah, it's it's him and Jason Latour. They're the co-creators of that character. So if he wants to get upset about how she's presented, I don't blame him. Well, who paid to have this done? No, See, no. I, I don't know if someone paid, commissioned right. it or he, he, can just get upset a, about it. he just took it. I can get upset cover. about a lot of things. When I say that I'm going to physically do harm to somebody, that's when it stops being okay. Maybe you're just that's, not getting mad enough. That's the... No. No. Maybe <laughs> I'm being a rational human being who understands that threatening physical violence is retarded. And I don't mean, mean that... It. In a, <laughs> he implied he implied some sort of retaliation, but then he he went back and said that no, he he wasn't threatening violence. He was threatening uh, a lot of cursing and yelling, which still oh. make a scene in a convention somewhere is uh, you know a, a bigger offense in my mind than uh, a single sketch cover. Which again, it wasn't a wide release cover. It wasn't commissioned by DC or Marvel. It was a single authentic piece of art that is not duplicated i i i just i don't i don't understand uh well we uh, herb trimpy died r.i.p 75 yeah that's a bummer uh, you know i love i love his godzilla Wolverine. comics you love his what Look, Kelly? guys his godzilla comics he he outlived wolverine he did a whole bunch of uh 
uh, uh, Transformers uh, UK comics back in the day too, and a bunch of Hulk comics and X Men comics, and uh, he did everything, man. He, he was had a, a great career. He was a goddamn legend. What were you gonna say, yeah. uh, Jose, about the situation? No, I was just gonna say, look, guys, Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go off on a little tangent here. The Nazis, you know, they had some ideas. <laughs> It might okay. be a popular opinion, guys. I'm going to say it right now. Fuck Nazis. <laughs> this is a story that I completely forgot about because it, it happened last weekend. But I wanted is it all to, about how your life got flipped, turned upside down? <laughs> I wanted to at least uh, bring this up. On Twitter, last uh, April 4th would have been last Saturday. This was during WonderCon. C.B. Sabolsky, former Marvel uh, uh, talent scout. now former? has well, he's moved up in Marvel. He does like oh, international okay. shit now. He tweeted, "If you miss your Friday deadline and promise your editor you'll slave all weekend to finish, don't go to WonderCon and post commissions online." Yeah, yeah. Uh, Greg great. Capullo says, "I wish that I could favorite this tweet a hundred times." Such disrespect for the job. CB Sabolsky says, "And this after the same artist ducked his editor and went to Emerald City Comic Con last weekend too, without having turned in a single page." Now this artist is deleting, hiding his posts from WonderCon. How about you get in your car, go home, and get to work before you get fired? (laughs) (laughs) That was. Did we ever find out who that was? Uh, Bleeding Cool got in touch with C.B. Sabolsky, and he said that it wasn't just one guilty party. He wasn't trying to publicly shame any one person. I don't believe it. I think it was one specific person. Or because else he actually said to. the same artist, singular. Yes. Yeah. He, and and used the pronoun his, not just like they, not like... Right, 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 yeah. That's not the royal his. So I wonder who wasn't at WonderCon on Sunday who was supposed to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it was fucking Robbie Rodriguez. Yeah. I was scrolling <laughs> through Sibolsky's tweets, trying like his timeline, trying to figure out who it was, and I was seeing responses to him. And some guy kept going on and on. He's like, "Oh, how can you call out this person?" People responded to that dude like, "Wait, he's not calling anyone out. He never said who it was." And the guy's like, "Oh, you can tell exactly who it is by reading these tweets." And everyone's like, "Well, who is it?" He's like, "Well, you know." <laughs> and the dude never said who it was. <laughs> Like son of a bitch, just tell me. I think that's so funny um, though. Shit, I have an idea. Huh? I wonder if it was Mark Brooks. I just saw him post not too long ago, and now I don't know if it lines up with this, but I had seen Mark Brooks post something about how uh, it was. It was kind of cleverly written, but it was this big long paragraph about how. Uh, Future Mark is a dick because Future Mark always takes on more work than he can handle, but he thinks he'll be okay with it, and he convinces present Mark to do it, and so now Mark, blah, 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 basically just talking about getting behind on deadlines. Hey, but, I mean, uh, he's got a history of that. Didn't it take him an entire C2E2 to get you a sketch? Yeah, but <laughs> it... uh I did see. I do see him post a lot of convention work. So I wonder, like, I again, did those posts I, go away? <laughs> again, right. I don't confirmed. Know. I don't Jason Kerouac, uh, guest on the panels on pages podcast, <laughs> says Mark Brooks is the one that CB Sabolsky was talking about. Printed. It, it could be. It, I'm just saying it could be. 
it was Robbie Rodriguez. I hope it was Robbie Rod- Robbie Rodriguez sounds like he should be a like late nineties music act. Yes. Nineteen ninety nine solo artist of the year, Robbie Rodriguez, with his dance pop hit Spider Gwen. <laughs> well my dance pop hit, that's my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, one uh, like this whole thing soured me on Robbie Rodriguez, mostly because in that one tweet where he says that uh, Spider Gwen and his daughter and that then he essentially threatened Frank Cho. He misused the wrong uh, spelling of your twice in the same tweet. (laughs) Oh, that's no good. That's not a good look. Spell check your shit, Robbie Rodriguez. I just Kelly's got your back, though. J. Scott Campbell's a nice guy. J. Scott Campbell doesn't doesn't really push it that far. Like Scott Campbell's a fucking delight. I don't know. What's going on? What's happening? What? I said so. What's going on? (laughs) Uh, I'm back now. (laughs) That's a fucking callback and a half. (laughs) Uh, Want to talk about comics? Let's talk about comics. The problem with comic books is the ink comes off on your hands. Every time you turn the page, you have to wash your hands. Despite having a very full weekend, I didn't have a chance to read some comic books. Uh, first off, the cover to Ant-Man number four is the best thing I've seen in a long fucking time. <laughs> that cover's pretty rad. It's a uh, Miami Vice cover with uh, Scott and Grizzly, and Grizzly is straight on wearing the fucking white pants and the fucking sport coat. It is amazing. Uh... And the whole issue, the issue is great too, man. It looks awesome. Uh, it is, this book is very much the spiritual successor to Dare to, uh, or to Hawkeye. Very much so. Um, is Hawkeye over? Almost. Well, June. it's the new one June. started. Uh, issue two of All New Hawkeye came out. Um, I did not read that yet because I haven't read number one because I haven't read the last issue of the previous fucking volume. It's pretty okay. It's oh, better. That, that bums me out. The, I wish it was the first great. issue was straight up disappointing. The second issue is okay. That's t- I mean, to be fair, it's a very tough act to follow. Well, it didn't help that I read the first issue in four minutes. Ooh. Wow. I want like, that wasn't dog. a case of me reading too fast. It was right. I was done with it in four minutes. <laughs> right. One of those. I see. You know what? You know what? I think one of the biggest defenders of that in the history of comics was, but it's because of what the story is, the death of Superman. I remember that getting that book and going through it, and because it's just panel after panel of them wailing on each other. I got to the end of that book, and I'm like, it's done? That's it? That's Superman's dead? Oh. Yeah, it wasn't much reading in that. Not a lot of reading. Uh, let's see. Uh, Shield number four. I really liked it. Uh, Mark Wade. That's and, a fun book. Uh, it's a fun book. And Chris Prowse doing the art on it. They're all, you know, so far, all very self-contained, one and done, one-shot issues. Uh, this one's got, uh, he, Coulson calls upon uh, Sue Storm to go and rescue this guy that's uh, being held in this underground uh, bunker. Uh, fucking just really, really cool, man. Um, she fucking that sounds fights like an him. interesting premise for a book. Yeah, yeah, it's Colson with his, you know, encyclopedic knowledge of, you know, 
all the various heroes and their skills and weaknesses and all this stuff. And he just, when he has a mission, he needs he calls in an operative and they go to fucking work. And it's, it's you know, Mark Wade as Coulson, pretty much. Basically, yes, <laughs> it is essentially that. Yeah, he's writing himself into the role of Coulson. Uh, the only thing that would make me more happy with that premise would be if Coulson actually had uh, trading cards of all the different heroes. And he's made himself note cards. Back to a time where Coulson was kidnapped. And the agents are, uh, they bust in, they take out the guys that had him held hostage. And he was, he's chained to, he's handcuffed next to this wall, whatever. And he's just ranting off, ranting off X-Men names. And the, the, the guy said, what the hell is he doing? He goes, he's trying to, you know, stay staying under the torture by listing off the name of every X-Man in the order they joined the team. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, I think I fucking know a guy who could do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Shield's a lot of fun, man. It's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's a good, light, fun book. It's, you know, doesn't take itself too seriously. Much like what is my favorite, my new favorite book, Howard the Duck, number two, came out. Oh, so good. It's Howard and Rocket raccoon trying to escape the collector and goddamn it's fun it's so fun it's it's meta as shit it's hilarious the dialogue is great the these lizard guys are trying to you know get them ready for you know their life in the collection and all this stuff and where the hell is the collector and he's in like in this cosmic level comic con (laughs) i love that they paid off the spider-man bit from the first issue oh god so funny (laughs) So funny. They have a, there's like a prison break bit too, where you know, they're uh, <laughs> they're like, "Where are we gonna go?" And a rocket pulls up his shirt, and he has a map of the place like shaved into his fur. <laughs> <laughs> Howard keeps calling him a tiny werewolf. <laughs> he doesn't know anything else to call him. Ah, oh, so fucking funny. Just laugh out loud. Funny. I, I literally laughed out loud a couple times reading the book. It's hysterical. Yeah. And like I said, the, the the payoff for the the Spider Man bit is just too good. Fucking <laughs> Spider Man alone with this like shitty candlelight vigil with this Howard headshot. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking funny. I love it. I fucking love it. It's hilarious. Uh, see, and the the backup too has uh, uh, Rob Guillory do the backup, uh, and it's just, it's just damn funny, man. Like if you're sleeping on Howard. You're doing it wrong. That's not the right way to do comics. It's 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 too damn good. Uh, see, the last one I'll talk about, just because I want to go downstairs and watch more Daredevil, is uh, Darth Vader number four. And Darth Vader, man, it's one of those things like the Star. Most Star Wars comics I've ever read have been way better than Star Wars. Like the movies, so much better. Like it's just you know, it's amazing what like you know more capable and talented writers can do with the world George Lucas made. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, hey, he fucking laid the groundwork there, but, you know, this shit's way better than those movies. Uh, (laughs) Vader is trying to, after the failure at the Death Star, the Emperor, Vader believes that the Emperor is looking to replace him. And so Vader's looking to build an army to defend himself if he has to. And so he found this rogue droid archaeologist to help him. The, uh, she wants to, to build a droid army, and she has a basically a psychotic protocol droid named Triple Zero, who is like a black C three PO with red eyes, and you know he knows all the language and shit like that. But he's also a, basically a, a sociopath, like you know he just likes torturing people and shit. And this like R two unit that's been outfitted with flamethrowers and bombs and shit. And in this issue, they go to Geonosis to. You know, find the last you know producing factory so he can basically have an army of the fucking droids from the prequels. Uh, 
and it just it's great it looks awesome it's Salvador La Roca not a single fucking weird finger in sight <laughs> badass Darth Vader his uh, art has just gotten progressively better year after year and and Darth Vader I mean, I, is hard to draw you know like because you, you know he's hard to draw anyway because the costume is weird like he can't emote because of the fucking mask like he doesn't have animated Deadpool or Spider-Man eyes. You know what I mean? Like, it's very right. difficult, but he's so sinister, and the dialogue is so good and so creepy. Like, he fucking, this bookie bounty hunter brings a guy in that, that he, you know, he thinks, the, he thinks the, the emperor is looking to replace him. And the guy says, I'll never talk. And Vader says, you know, if I wanted you to talk, you would, but I'm busy. And so I do help her bring in a specialist. That's when the, the creepy, you know, Black C-3PO comes in, you know, it cuts the next page. He comes in, oh, Lord Vader, I have wonderful news about our, cu- our, about our, our guest. I, I know where he's from, what his name is, where he's been, all this. Uh, but I also have some bad news. And Vader cuts him off and says, then dispose of him. And he says, oh, that's doubly good news. He's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to point out that if there were as many and as vocal... Uh, Never mind. I'm not even going to get it. Uh, no. Oh, Kerouac, you're just trying 9/11 to stir up was shit an again. Inside job. <laughs> no. You're going to compliment the Nazis and then talk about 9-11 and then... Illuminati, Illuminati. Fucking Tanya Hardy, Nancy Kerrigan, again. Yes. Point being, Darth Vader is actually really good. Same old Kerouac. If, 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 if Al Sharpton were oh, no. were in comic book, were in the comic book sphere the way that opinionated feminists are people would be complaining about there being a black C-3PO that is a bad guy. I do love this creepy black C-3PO though, you guys. He's like, that's that would be, that would be a race. That would be a racial hot button that they made the evil C-3PO black. My ongoing point to the fact that this thing exists in the comic books is that there's nothing even remotely like this shit in the movies. Like nothing that interesting and sinister that, you know, it just really pushes the buttons. It just isn't there. No. What you got, Kelly? Uh, okay, let's play a fun game. Okay, how much do you think this week's issue of Deadpool cost? <laughs> oh, really? Okay, um, four seventy-five. Higher. Six bucks. Higher. No, seven. Higher. Seven ninety-five. Higher. Fuck you. Twelve dollars. Really? Lower. Ten, Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Nine ninety-nine. What? Why? Issue Jesus. It was the issue 250, supposedly. Does it come with a ticket to the movie? That'd be kind of rad. <laughs> the weird thing was, when I was finished reading it, I thought to myself, you know, this was kind of worth it. It was a th- <laughs> it was a really thick book. Is it like perfect bound? No, that'd <laughs> be nice. That's. Did you know that's how they're shipping the final issue of Fables? The final issue of Fables is also the final trade of Fables. Nice. Wow. Like that's kind of nuts. That's kind of cool. But back to Deadpool. It's um there it, it was just a giant sized issue and for the amount of time it took me to read it and the quality of the stuff in it, I was actually okay with paying that price. Well, all right. What's going on with Deadpool these days in his book? So they were pushing it as the death of Deadpool. Oh. And they were setting up he was going to have this giant war with I can't remember the group's name. They're the terrorists that work with Flag Smasher. Oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, were he was they were gonna have like this big final fight with him. So he kind of lured them out to this field, empty field, and he was like, "All right, here's where we're gonna do it." And he 
they just went to town on each other and he killed all of them. And then after that, he decided, well, you know, to protect all my friends and he has a family now. He's got like a kid and he's married. Yeah. What? Anyways. Yeah. But he's just like, you know, Deadpool needs to die. I just need to be Wade Wilson. (laughs) So he decides Deadpool's dead. He's going to be Wade Wilson. And he is with all his friends and family on like this yacht and just telling him like, oh, you know, Deadpool's dead. I'm living the good life now. At which point the incursion happens from Secret War, killing all of them. Oh, oh shit! shit. <laughs> so Deadpool dies as a result of Secret War. God damn it! <laughs> that is it was, oddly it was fitting and hilarious. Actually, really great because, like, as it's happening, he it was. I thought the Avengers were dealing with this nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> now, w- had, was there any bleed over from Axis with Zenpool? There was a couple crossover issues. Okay, and they actually kind of worked that in decently. Because that kind of fucked with his relationship with his wife. Hmm. This I, run, the the Jerry Duggan uh, Brian Posehn Deadpool run was actually really solid. I I, did, I read a few issues at the beginning, like the stuff where he goes back in time with all the presidents and shit is really funny. Yeah. yeah, and it got like it got super serious at times, and it was pretty. I I liked it all around, and then after. And occasionally they had done weird fill-in issues where it was like, this is a Deadpool file issue from the 60s or the 70s. So (laughs) there was... One of the issues was like to fill out the rest of the book. And it was an Infinity Gauntlet tie-in. Oh, wow. Oh, cool. Where he got the gauntlet and then proceeded to use it to force everyone to make the the roast of Deadpool happen. Jesus Christ. That's actually kind of rad. Yeah, it was pretty great, especially because we got to see the Thanos copter again. God, Thanos, who I, was on Prices Right, yeah, he was. <laughs> what? There's a dude named Thanos on the Prices Right. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> now, my uh, my favorite Deadpool will always be the run. I think it's when Gail Simone was writing it. Um, oh, the Agent X stuff. Yeah, the Agent X stuff. I loved that. And you know, it's funny because I was in the comic store the other day looking around. And they had gotten in some of these hoodies that are like the costume hoodies. And I thought, I realize there's probably zero demand for this, but an Udon Taskmaster costume hoodie would would be perfect. That would be because really cool. Because he wore a hoodie as part of his armor. Yeah. But sadly, I don't I think I'm one of four people who would buy it. <laughs> yeah, the I end of that. The end of Deadpool was pretty solid. And then the only other thing that I really want to talk about this week was I read volume eight of Morning Glories and decided I'm done reading Morning Glories. Yeah, well. Because I did not expect that book to still be running at this point. Right. I kind of figured it would be done by now. And I don't think I want to read it anymore, especially when because Morning Glories, now, when Morning Glory starts, you feel like, okay, this is going to have a solid two, three year run. Yeah. And it's still going. I think... Lee, didn't we talk about this this past weekend that that's kind of how every image book is? You start reading it and it sounds like a great premise for a like one or two year book. You're all excited about this story that they're going to tell you. And then the book never ends and at some point around like the third or fourth year, you're like, "Where the fuck is this shit going?" Not every time, but Not every time, but a lot of the time 
I, just, I dropped reading. I dropped Morning Glories a while back, and I loved it. But then, like, they're just the cast got too big. And yeah, and they keep in volume eight. They're adding more characters. The cast got too big. The art was nondescript enough that a lot of the characters just looked really, really similar. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard to tell who the hell was who. Yeah, and like, it doesn't um, help now that you know, the trades are gone. Yeah, I'm waiting for the trades you think would help, but when you realize, shit, it's been six months, so I still don't know who the fuck anybody is. Yeah. And now it doesn't help. The trades are only four <laughs> issues long, so it doesn't feel like I'm getting the value that I used to in them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Sorry, Morning. If anyone wants to buy the first four trade, uh, the first eight trades of Morning Glories off me, let me know. <laughs> there is some good you shit can, in there. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Comicy Kelly. I'll accept offers. We'll see what can, we'll make a deal. There you go. If not, it's probably going to half price books. And in which case, you can go find it there. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything, Kerouac? Ah, uh, no, I haven't been reading actively for a while. What you guys? What, did you read anything on the road? Mm-mm, I had to drive. Because you were fucking coming down to see us and hang out and make fucking rad times. All That's those great. motherfuckers slept while I drove. I had a discussion with Mary. I was like, you know, you work for a living. You keep me fed. You know, you don't have to drive. I'll, I'll take your shifts. And, you know, Jose's lady, you know, she's got a bad back. She just went through some stuff. So I'm not going to make her drive either. And then Mary's like, you know, when Jose drives, it makes me nervous. I'm like, okay, I won't make Jose drive either. I guess I'll just do all the goddamn driving. Goddamn. Oh, shit. What you got, Jose? You think we're talking about? <laughs> Jose sleeping there? Is he asleep? Jose. Jose. I don't think he's gone. He's gone. We've lost Jose. Jose, it's Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> I've been talking and my fucking thing's been <laughs> because Tasha was I know it's gonna be the microphone. And I went to yell at Tasha and I didn't want to yell in your guys' ears, so I muted it. I've been saying some funny shit, man. <laughs> we haven't heard you in like a really long time. Yeah, well, I how do heard... you feel about Nazis? Jesus. I think that was the last joke I got in before I muted it. <laughs> I've been talking ever since. Nazis. Shit. <laughs> yeah, well, and what you I just... said when you cut to me was I didn't read shit. <laughs> so, do you, do you think Kerouac was just talking over you like he does me this episode? <laughs> <laughs> it's like nobody, nobody acknowledges I'm funny. <laughs> you are funny, Jose. But I, I do have uh, Chef Number Four that I, I have, right. which I have not got to yet. But I will uh, get to that. Chef. Shaft. Oh, Shaft. He borrowed it from his black friend. <laughs> I did. I thought, I thought he said Chef. I thought maybe it was like the sequel to Cowboy Ninja Viking. No, it's fucking uh, uh, the adventure to find the salty chocolate balls. <laughs> Put them in your mouth. Man, all those jokes wasted. <laughs> well, they would have been wasted what's anyhow. Cool. Is I could reuse them and no one will ever know except That's for right. my dogs. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. And your Suckers. dogs will be judging you. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be like, could I you like, I heard that before. Top is <laughs> like old material, Jose. Yeah. Old was funny material. then, was funny now. All I got to say is pulling outs for suckers. 
the whip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have one more thing before we go. Because of Daredevil, I got Netflix. Nice. So I've I've been watching stuff on Netflix now. I don't I watched, know why. I thought that sentence was going to be because of Daredevil. I got laid. No, that happens what, otherwise. What if would have been a fun sentence? It would have been. Now, I wish it had happened. If it weren't for my horse, I wouldn't have spent that year in college. <laughs> <laughs> because of Daredevil, I got laid. I'll have to figure that, out a way. I'd be make a keeper. Happen. Go yeah. so. Flix. What okay. Else, what else have you seen on Netflix, Kelly? Oh, I was going to recommend watching Danger 5. Yeah, people seem to dig that. That, that shit is insane. Uh, give us give us a, uh, an elevator pitch of Danger 5. The first season looks like it was shot in the 60s and is essentially a live-action um, Thunderbirds. Oh. But it's a comedy. It's a comedy. Oh. Yeah, the boss has an eagle head for some reason. Yeah, he's got an eagle head for some reason. Every episode, they're trying to kill Hitler. No part of this doesn't sound good. There's one character. <laughs> he's like, who every... five, your, your mission is this, 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 this. And as always, kill Hitler. <laughs> and kill Hitler. Every episode, there's one character. He has someone die in his arms, and their last words are the recipe to make a perfect drink. <laughs> that happens without fail every episode. <laughs> And then they go nuts in season two and make it an 80s show. And at one point, they are undercover in high school trying to get uh, Johnny Hitler and make sure he's not the prom king. What? It goes completely nuts in season two. Is it, is it written by the people who did Too Many Cooks? Because it sounds like it should be. It's crazy Australia people. Cooks. Oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> well, Kelly, now that you're on Netflix, and this is for the rest of the population as well, no. the Iron Sheik... Documentary I just is watched on Netflix. that this afternoon. Uh, also, oh, that's on there. The yes, the documentary about the uh, buried ET Atari games is on Netflix. I I forget what it's called. I think it might be called Game Over or something like that. Yeah, I think Atari. I have I added it to my watch list. And, I think Atari is in there somewhere. And also, there's a thirty for thirty on Brian fucking Bosworth, <laughs> <laughs> the Boz, you guys. The boss. Oh, there we go. Fucking that's that's a full day, man. It's a full the full show, everybody. Man, Iron Sheik loves crack. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. He also wow. loves ha- hanging out in a Chuck E. Cheese with his belt. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, he what went to a fuck? fucking Chuck E. Cheese with the WCW belt. Which correct me from if I'm wrong, but he never, he never had that belt. He never held that belt. <laughs> he never had that belt. But yeah, he uh, in the documentary he goes to a Chuck E. Cheese. And just expects people to come up and pay him for photos and autographs. Like, he wasn't there as, like, a a guest or, like, a... They didn't hire him to be there. He just kind of right. goes... he just and, showed up. <laughs> he kind of Virgil's it. Yeah. That's it's kind of reminds, awesome. That reminds me of a story. Do you remember um, Festus or Luke Gallows yeah, from yeah. WWE? Yeah, yeah. From, so uh, he's, he's uh, in Bullet Club in New Japan. Yeah, too sweet me. Yeah, and I was listening to his podcast, and it was like right before he was going to lose the tag titles in New Japan. So he just took the belt and went out to some place where he knew there'd be a bunch of wrestling fans, sat there with a bunch of 8 by 10s and he's like, eh, could charge me an extra five bucks to take a picture with the belt, so I figured I might as well get it out of the way all today. (laughs) 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 Speaking of WCW belt, I just found a, uh, I just found one of Ric Flair's actual fucking belts. 
on eBay for nineteen hundred dollars. All right. Well, or he bought three hundred seventeen dollars for six months. He pawned a bunch of shit uh, a few years ago. Yeah, and this is one of his up. actual fucking belts. That's actually a fucking deal because originally, when you would win that belt, you would have to put down a ten thousand dollar check in case you lost it right, or right. Did something fucked up with it. What? So, hey, seriously? Yeah. This is back when it was the NWA, so they didn't want you taking the belt to Vince Jr. up north. So they're like, hey, you put down this $10,000, and when you lose the belt, you'll get it back. But Flair had was just kept losing and winning back the belt so much, he just never took back the $10,000. So eventually, when he was going to be fired by Eric Bischoff, one of the things he yelled at him was, pay me my $10,000. Jesus. That's awesome. Fucking rad. That's I like I can't I can't conceive of a business operating like that. You won this. Now pay us a deposit just to be safe. <laughs> and you won it, but you didn't really win it cuz it's not real. Right. <laughs> it's all predetermined. Like, it's not a real It's not a real thing. You hang on to this for us for a while, but we need to make sure that you're going to take care of it. That's it's awesome. like it's like having to give the boss a check for 50 bucks when you get the employee of the week plaque or something. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's call it a night. Go scuff up that parking space. Go go watch you some Daredevil, Lee. I'll try to get one in before bedtime, so we can get it done. So we can crank yeah. one out before one a.m. <laughs> and then and then by <laughs> next worth week, it. we'll be all caught up. All right, man. So that's our show this week. Come back. We'll do this shit again next week. Join us at ten p.m. Eastern, nine p.m. Central at chat.panelsonpages.com. Uh, for Jason Nyes, Jose Guzman, Jason Kerouac, and Kelly Harris. I'm the Lord Reverend Rodriguez. We'll talk to you guys next week. Love you, kids. Good night and goodbye. In my hurry to the subway When I heard someone say Isn't autumn lovely As I stopped to observe This was correct To the proprietor Couldn't help but inspect The Fulton table By the railing Laden with their goods Ashtrays made of metal Little angels made of wood Hand mirror with the handle broken Still pretty nice While wart to charge telephone Trays to make ice The advice of my neighbor Go ahead, take your time We'll negotiate price On whatever you find And then shining in the detritus I saw the brightest Flash of something precious Began to feel the slightest Little tingle in my innards, I was like, what's that? And then her bare tooth chuckle. It's a buckle for a strap on a hat. Like a lady wears to court or church. But it holds a special property, I'll tell you how it works. It was a stoop sale, which is a garage sale. If you lived in Brooklyn, which I do. And at the stoop sale, which is like a yard sale. So that it's in Brooklyn, I got my due. It was a stoop sale, which is a garage sale. If you lived in Brooklyn, which I do. And at the stoop sale, which is like a yard sale. So that it's in Brooklyn, I got my due. Somehow I knew she was serious I reached to pick it up But she stayed my hand Her reprimand it was abrupt Hey, this little trinket She said, Grant's wishes It can make anything you ever eat delicious It can take away concerns So you can sleep at night Can make the love of your life And you reunite Can right wrongs done in your past Or in your future Make a winner out of whoever Whoever owns it roots for But it only ever does one thing As you take possession of it That's the wish to which it clings So choose very carefully Before we make a deal If there's anything impossible You 
want to make real If there's anything improbable you'd like to assure Well it will happen, that's when you have to endure The regret that accompanies said decision making All the other wishes in the world that you've forsaken At the stoop sale, which is a garage sale If you live in Brooklyn, which I do And at the stoop sale, which is like a yard sale Except that it's in Brooklyn, I got my due It was a stoop sale, which is a garage sale If you live in Brooklyn, which I do And at the stoop sale, which is like a yard sale That it's in Brooklyn, I got my due Could it be true? I wondered as I stared at the glass Would some skills on the microphone be too much to ask? Had a couple dark notions that involved revenge Fame, glory, money, people love me And it never ends Shook these from my head like there was so much sleep And thought instead I pretend that I was so much deep As to offer every human in the world true peace So that we never kill each other, never get cooties And never go hungry, suffer shelterlessness This generosity I felt compelled to dismiss by my greed To see an old friend back living If I go the wrong direction though, could I ever be forgiven while I stood daydreaming somebody got a hold of this little brass buckle and he must have been so old as to put it in his pocket without it getting caught saw him do it he was wishing that he wouldn't get caught all at the stoop sale which is a garage sale if you lived in Brooklyn which I do and at the stoop sale which is like a yard sale that it's in Brooklyn I got my due it was a stoop sale which is a garage sale if you lived in Brooklyn which I do And at the stoop sale, which is like a yard sale But it's in Brooklyn, I got my due That was wonderful! Bravo! I loved that! Oh, it was great! Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful! It was terrible! Get him away! Hey, boo! 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 boo.